So we're totally back, right? Joe Rogan Podcast, check it out. The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night. All day. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, we had technological difficulties. Probably due to uh, aliens invading our system. Or, C- or CIA and, fuck, yep. and no. FBI. If you are FBI, I just want to say... I love your work. You guys do some great shit. Don't get us wrong. We're not enemies of the state. We, we, don't, we certainly are not mad at you. Did you see Argo? Was that the FBI? No. Oh. Um, we're, not, we're not mad at any. What we're mad at, ultimately, is that we're in a broke system. Not the people that are in the broke system that are just trying to make a living. You know, I'm the last person that would be upset at the people that are. I think human nature, when you're inside of a situation like when you have the kind of ultimate control of the people that are in, in the head of a government, anybody that would pass something like the National Defense Authorization Act or anybody yeah. that would, that's like you've gotten to this incredible position of ultimate control. You can yeah, do you can do some really yeah you can do some really ridiculous shit. I feel I think like bad for is. people to get to that. I spot. think everyone is. I think I'd fuck up too. If I could see, I could start throwing off money, like just to get a retirement plan for myself. Do you I would just think, do it. By the way, that's Ari Shafir. That's Ari Shafir. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows it's Ari Shafir. It says it on the iTunes things. Yeah. You know, are, we, are we supposed to be like professional now? Yeah. Dude, I've gone fucking hours in without introducing anybody. <laughs> like, who is this? That's Pow- I should say powerful Ari Shafir, former number one on iTunes, bitches. Yeah, Respect. Yeah. How many weeks were you number one? A full week. A full fucking week. Yeah. Suck it. Then, uh, All you silly bitches, suck it. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was really that's cool. validation. Dude. Yeah, fuck yeah. See, my, I yeah. just thought it would like sell okay. One of the coolest things Number about podcasting is that because of this uh, network of podcasts that we've all put together, you know, that we, we've all gotten to this point now where uh, everybody is, you know, getting recognized for their stuff. You know, Duncan's doing yeah. these shows where he's fucking selling out like every weekend. There are these crazy, ridiculous shows he's doing like every weekend. He's packing places. Yeah, it's amazing. And the club owners don't know what the fuck they is don't going get on. it they're like wait <laughs> they're like what's happening what? who are all uh, these freaks like yeah. all these freaks with cats on their shirts and they're good drinkers <laughs> and good tippers yeah they're nice cats. people they're, and they're friendly cats and weird burt kreischer propaganda yeah burt kreischer so, uh, every show i've never been to a show that didn't have a burt kreischer t-shirt yeah i really every show we go to has a burt i got an kreischer idea t-shirt. with one of those with either tom or christina or duncan or somebody that they were like all these people go to see all of us so they should offer like a, you know, buy four, get the next one half price or whatever it is. Death Squad members of just like, if you go buy a ticket for Duncan and Ari and Tom Segura, then then Callan is this much or whatever it is. Or get a package and split it up. That, I, I guess that would make sense, except someone would have to organize that shit. You know it ain't yeah. going to be you. No. <laughs> not so you get one of these grandiose plans. You're not, I mean, we could barely get these fucking podcasts out. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, for folks asking, yeah. we're still in the middle of building this uh, studio. It just takes time. It takes time to put everything together, but it should be get close. Mexican labor. Next week. Closer next week than than this week, but it's gonna be cool when it's all done. Yeah. It's gonna be fun. It's a, it's a it's a sweet setup. But yeah, man, it is cool that all this stuff is taking off. Yeah, it's beautiful to hear. Joey Diaz is uh you know his podcast is always in the top ten of iTunes now. He's uh, he's oh, yeah. killing him on the what's road. Now. Yeah, in the morning he does it at five a.m. Yeah, <laughs> I'm living to sleep for two hours. Sounds like such a bad podcast. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I just I he love, always woke up that early. Yeah, he's an animal. He's the one guy like whenever I would do Kevin and Bean. You yeah. know, I have to be up at like seven o'clock in the morning. I could always call him. 
Get Diaz. Away. Yeah, yeah, you know he'll be awake. Yeah, we go have breakfast together. We've had breakfast together in Hollywood a gang of times. He used to call me sometimes when he when he woke up a little too early, and he would call me at like four fifteen just to see. <laughs> and I'd be like, "Hello," and he just started laughing. He's like, "You're still up." Breakfast in Hollywood is a weird thing, man. Oh, it's good there. Yeah, it's Astro good. Burger's good. There's a bunch, the, the a bunch of good places. The Griddle. What the griddle. is that called? The griddle. Yeah. yeah. But what's what's weird is the people that you run into. Oh. You know, it's the weird is that that vibe. Who's up that early? Just the Hollywood morning vibe. Hollywood is such a bunch strange of fakers. fucking place. Yeah, the percentage of fakers is super high. Yeah. You feel that in the air, you know? <laughs> yeah, you're like, you feel what? like a lack of you authenticity. Like you're bullshitting me for no reason. Yeah. Just ask you what time it is. <laughs> you're just giving me a story. It's so hard to deal with people, isn't it, Ari? Yeah. Diaz and I, by the way, are doing the House of Blues in Chicago. Powerful. When is this happening? November 8th. Powerful November 8th. Yeah. House of Blues in Chicago. We're pack the fucking House of Blues in oh, Chicago. That's going to be fun, man. Yeah, that's going to be an event when people are driving in for that one. Yeah, that, sounds, that sounds sick. Look yeah. That. Ari Shafir, what is it like, man? Just a few years ago, you were in this like crazy struggle situation. You it's know? the it like, best. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much better. <laughs> You just get to go to these places and do your stand-up. Yeah. That's all I wanted to do. That's all I wanted mm. to do is just go and tell the jokes I prepared. Yeah. And no one would let me. You would <laughs> let me. Nobody else would let me. I get to the end of a week. I'm like, mm. so you, that was pretty good, right? I mean, you saw that was really can I You think I can come back one day at, next to no money? Can I yeah. please? And they're like, yeah, nah. I'm like, ah. Yeah. They didn't have faith. It's the greatest. I'm out. But it's, you know... They've heard my album. It's You know what it is, man? It's like it just water seeks its own level eventually. And if you had all this going on, you know, if you were doing a podcast and everybody yeah. would come to see you and you weren't funny, it wouldn't be happening the way it's happening. It's oh, happening yeah, right. because of hard work. It's like you're you're in this position, you know, it's like the perfect time for you because your act is really strong now. It's like, you know, you're... Somebody you're, pointed this out too. Got a lot of new shit. This is a weird thing with a lot of podcast people that... Right, because of that, the comics who do sort of an honest style of comedy, just an open and honest style, it's like that there's a premium put on that now. Yeah. And so they've already been doing it. So it's like, oh, good for you. You're right at the right time. Yeah, You're because good. it's very hard to do that style of comedy if that's not what you've been doing. If you've been doing uh, a sort of contrived bullshit yeah. act, it's it's very tough to drop that and be real. Yeah, and early on, that's what everybody does. It's just like, let me, here's yeah. a joke I wrote, I guess. Yeah, you ever like go back and listen to some of your early shit? <laughs> <laughs> I put one up for uh, Shits and Giggles once, like an early, early set. Yeah. And then... I was like, this is just too, no, someone's going to see this and think this is me. <laughs> it's just, no, I'm taking this down. It was so bad. And, it's fucking hard, man. And then the worst, too, is people were write in, like, so funny. And I'm like, ugh, you're wrong. You're way wrong. What have you liked? <laughs> Everybody thinks they could do it, though. Have you mm -hmm. ever, I mean, everybody that's got any sort of confidence, there's always that question. Yeah, hey, man, I've been thinking about doing stand-up prepared some stuff tell me what you think and they're like go over the stuff with you and, and shit you're like, you're like oh god i expressed to you how terrible that sounds <laughs> i don't want to dissuade you but fuck well, man i go okay you know i want i mean who, who the fuck knows they might be able to do it <laughs> but realistically if you were like if i can give you an honest answer without hurting anyone's feelings 
you would have to tell them, like, look, you've just started this, so of course you're going to be god-awful. Yeah, that's hard for people to accept, though, especially smart people. Yeah. Smart people think that, yeah, you know what, though, man? I know I stand-up. I listened to it. I've, I've, I've watched it on TV before. I think I have an idea how to do it. I'm just going to yeah. bypass all that Dude, shit. you didn't even get that with fucking farming. <laughs> I'm going to tell you how to plant a tomato. Ten years in, you'll be way better at it. Yeah, that's with everything. But stand-up is... If, the, what people don't understand when they're watching it is that there's a there's a hypnosis going on. It's not as simple as someone saying something and you're reacting to that. There's a, a little ride that a stand-up takes you on. You know, when 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 someone's good and you watch them to this day, like you get caught oh, up yeah. in their their groove and you know you're like you're like tuned into them. You're like yeah. there's a there's an exchange going on that. It's not as simple as everybody wants to make it seem. Like, you say something funny, ha, 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 this person laughs. It's not that simple. That's why when you say Tosh does something wrong by making a rape joke, you're like, you weren't there. You yeah. don't know about the whole situation he's set up yeah. for the last however long. Yeah. He's built his crowd into something where now he can do what he wants. Right. Your God shit, I remember early on, you were like, I can't open with that. Yeah. I've tried, it won't work. you got to yeah. give him like 40 minutes of like calm down yeah. before you can hit him with that. Yeah, like the whole that whole thing that I was used to do on Noah's, Noah's Ark. Noah's yeah. Ark, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people used to would get upset, which is hilarious. Yeah, so you have to get them on your side first. And if you yeah. didn't, they'd be like, it's just not funny. Well, it's also then, you know, people didn't know what to expect. They would come to one of my shows, and they would think they were mm -hmm. going to get the guy from Fear Factor. That's all my fault, really. <sighs> By holding it up and doing shit like Fear Factor <laughs> and taking, taking money for those silly shows. Were you, you ever like... You set out a bad precedent. Were you ever like this? They had a cut where you're like, but Fear is... <sighs> Not a factor for you. <laughs> no. no, it wasn't. It's never hard to do, you know. I would never be uh, so uh, pompous to pretend that it's actually difficult to do. It's it's still an amazing job. When did you start getting high while you were doing it? What, Season not two. The first, okay. Season two. So you knew it was coming back. The ratings were high. Yeah. Well, I just started getting high around when season one happened, oh. but, I, but I didn't get high at work. See, I know what to get you high at and what not to get high at. You went from not smoking at all to smoking at work within a year? Oh, yeah. Wow, yeah, that's a yeah, big right jump. Away. I was that's, like, this is fun. That skipped a bunch of years. Yeah, well, I, uh, yeah I, I right away went to feeling very comfortable with it, going on stage with it high. Yeah. Yeah. It's just right away I recognized that this is like some crazy truth serum. Like it's not it's it's another thing it's not as simple as it seems. You look at marijuana, all oh, these guys are getting high and you're just escaping reality. Yeah. It's actually doing the exact opposite of escaping reality. Seeing reality, yeah. seeing it for what it is. Diving into it yeah. with, with the lights on as bright as possible. It's not there's nothing escape about getting high. This is what people don't understand. It's it's not that's not what you're looking for, especially when you're smoking sativas. Which is another problem with people don't know that there's two completely different effects that two completely different types of marijuana have. I feel like telling that to people when they say, I'm sure you do too, when they say like, oh, I don't like weed. I'm like, I don't want to insult you, but yeah. like, what weed have you had? Yeah, you don't really know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. You know, and to people that say that it makes you, oh, it makes me sleepy. It's, a, it's well, some weed yeah. can do that. Let me give you some other weed. Yeah. Look, this guy was sleeping at a party, and somebody drew a desk logo on him. <laughs> oh, my God. That is hilarious. Oh, my God. Meanwhile, how much did they finger this guy's I ass? I know. Look at this. this is that is hilarious, dude. Wow. They did the desk squad right cat on this guy's right ass. <laughs> That's amazing. I had that once in Israel. And they all signed his, their names <laughs> all over it. Look, people signed names wow. all over it. Just signing him. That's oh my great. god, that's amazing! I had a picture of me in Israel, my fight when I got there because the drinking age is eighteen, and I was drunk, barf in a sink, 
like leaned over it. Doritos <laughs> in my ear and my nose. My friends had put all over me and toothpaste drawn on me. And that picture got back to my mom. I don't know oh how it got back there. And they were so fucking embarrassed by it. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> how hammered were you that you they, they We didn't know like limits. That. Tequila slammers. You ever had a tequila oh slammer? Oh, my God. She had the shittiest tequila, put a little Sprite in it in one of those triple shot glasses. Yeah. You just slam it and then just drink it. Yeah, you have to learn limits, huh? You just keep drinking until you're throwing up. Like, literally, the last shot is going down. You're like, oh, wait, hold it, hold it. Blah. Yeah, that's the problem with drinking. Yeah. So, you know, that's something we could use drinking shamans. Yeah. We really could, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's shamans for ayahuasca. Here's the deal. Why don't they teach you about it in schools? You're going to get into it, yeah, but they still don't bother they? teaching you? Well, let's just pretend like abstinence is the best policy. We should promote abstinence. Hey, why would you do that? Why, why would, would you ignore you do that what's inevitably going to happen? Yeah. On that we, trip we went into, uh, that second semester of senior year, we all went there. I was talking to one of my friends about it. Like, why wouldn't they tell us about drinking? Please. People are going to fuck, too. Okay? They're going to fuck and they're going to drink. You know why? Because it's fun. Okay? People are going to fuck and people are going to drink. Why don't they talk about that? You can't be against educating people about condoms if you've ever seen an episode of 16 and Pregnant. You, you, you're no longer against condoms. Yeah, there you're should like, you be. You've got to teach these people. There should be a better way than condoms. There should be like a really effective way. Like somebody can give you a shot. Yeah, it's it called abortions. Just get abortions yeah. really fast. Dude, if you, if you have had an abortion with a chick or gone where a girl's had an abortion, you know what that's like. No, but though. if they make it good with like lasers, like bam, you're done. You yeah. just got aborted next. Yeah. Bam, you I got aborted. Say, if I could take a shot and be like, you'd be sterile for the next two days. Like, yeah. What are there, the side effects? I know this girl that's on something that she gets a shot or something that lasts like four years. What? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What's okay. it called? The uh, Nuva it, Ring? Uh, yeah, yeah, she's like a you could total cum dumpster because of that because you can oh, do whatever you want. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's gone. <laughs> so they have like four periods a year. Is that one of those? Yeah. It's like inside. It's oh, four yeah. years. Why yeah. doesn't every girl Same thing with wow. girls on, on, on fucking birth controls. Same thing with weed where it's like, have you had all of them? Because there's new mm. types now. But it's kind of creepy though that you're pumping chemicals in your body like that. Yeah. Like you're tricking your body into thinking that it's pregnant. I mean, I, I don't know oh. what, what is the long-term effects of tricking your body into thinking that it's pregnant. I don't know. Is, that, is that okay? Uh, I mean, delicious I pussy? Is. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No worry about baby? I yeah. don't know. Have the negative effects more than fucking having to work a second job at the docks? But those two things happen that people can't control when they're young is sex and alcohol. Those are two things that you just, both yeah. of them, both of them are completely overwhelming for you. Dude, I saw one of those kids talking, and he was just some nerd who never got laid, with some fat Mexican who never got laid, and mm. it was just like, he was just like, no, nah, I love you. Oh my God. And it was like, you don't know anything about anything. And then a year later, you won't talk to her. And they're just figuring out who's going to raise the baby. It's just like, oh, you don't know anything. Yeah, being a child and having a kid is, first is really time. fucked up. It's fucked up for everybody. It's fucked up for the kid, too. It's a yeah. mess. But then the question becomes, when are you supposed to prevent it? After the fact or before the fact? And if after the fact, is it just you have to just accept it? Or can you have an abortion? You know? Of course you can have an abortion. Of course you can. But Living can, in a medical age. Okay, but to what age? How old can the fetus be? Nine How, months. <laughs> what do you think? I don't know. I don't know. What it's, do you think, Brian? What I do think, though, is that it's not as simple as everybody likes to say. No, it's you killing know? a baby. Yeah, because we're adults and we're making decisions that we don't want to make this that's, life yet. That's that's deep. That's deep. That's a heavy decision. You yeah. know, it really that's, is. That's what we've put on human life. Yeah. Before, like, it comes out, we're like, well, it. when when it comes to a certain level, it's like when it's a bunch of cells. When it's like thirty cells. Yeah. Okay, then it doesn't seem real. Then it seems like you'd be able to get rid of it and not even feel bad. Yeah. 
But at what point in time? How it, easy is they it? They just need to market it better. You know, if it was like proportion, really yeah, if they had really, really good so marketing, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and like a clever like person like Betty White marketed it for you. I do you know? like the marketing techniques they have is because the pro life and pro choice. When you think about just their names, they're not at odds. They're yeah. both pro choices. And they're both pro-life. Yeah, isn't that funny? Pro-choice. Yeah. That's a funny way of putting it. Because otherwise it's pro-life or pro-death or pro-choice yeah. or anti-choice. Yeah, it's pro-life or pro-choice. You know? Those aren't opposites. That's, that's, yeah, it's one aspect of the subject. Yeah. You know? both of our child, what, what choice it. are you making? Hold on. You can't just call it a choice. Choosing to kill. It's pro-choice. Uh, everybody's fucking pro-choice. It's just my choice is different than your choice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is a creepy thing, though, the idea that people would be anti-choice. That's why when someone calls themselves pro-choice, it, like, sets you up to fail when you're competing against yeah. them. You know? Well, you know, you can't. They're saying they're pro-choice. If they just were the pro-baby-killing party. <laughs> yeah, who does that? Yeah. That's what I'm in favor of. That's not going to make you money. I talk to girls before I have sex sometimes. And I'm like, you know, what have you had and how do you feel about abortion? Whoa. It's a heavy conversation. I just like Ari's to do like, it right away. Ari's mercenary about it. I don't want to fucking get that thing where you just, oh, I didn't know that she would never have an abortion right. if anything happened. Yeah. Just because I wouldn't bother asking, just saying the words once. It's a little uncomfortable, so I'm going to raise some kid I don't want for fucking right. 10 years or however long you have to. Whew, isn't that crazy? So you just, I just ask. Isn't it crazy that we're just, you're playing like... Like when you're when you're not trying to have a baby with a chick, yeah. and you're having sex with her. Trying you're not to. You're playing like this game of trickery with nature. <laughs> like nature's only rewarding you with those awesome feelings because that's how you make humans. Yeah. You know, and imagine how much it feels, how good it feels if you're not even masturbating. Like if you're not masturbating and you're just a person, and neither one of you ever masturbates, <laughs> and you get together naked and you wind up fucking. Like, oh my god, of course you're gonna come inside her, and yeah. of course she's gonna make a person. That's how they rocked it, caveman days. Yeah, you wouldn't even think. You were just like, yeah. this keeps feeling good, and oh, like, yeah. oh, I feel so good. Don't Why stop would they this. stop? They would never stop. It was too. People went, oh wait a minute, babies come out, little pull out. No, no, no. And they had to figure out what makes the baby part. You ever that Louis bit about it? No. But if animals had to watch humans, like Animal Planet version of humans, mm -hmm. they'd be like, see us mating, and then we pull out and shoot it on the floor or something. Like, what? You were so close. What are you doing? Uh, you were right there. That's funny. I thought, I used to tell my friends in college when I was still a virgin that masturbation was the same as sex. And they were like, Ari, you're wrong. I'm like, no, you guys are idiots. It's the same thing that's happening physically to your genitalia. How could it feel better? It's the same act. Wow. And they were like, you just don't get it. <laughs> How could you think that your hand could be as good as a pussy? Because you coming would be the same. That's you coming as you coming. Wow. That's interesting. Isn't it funny that that's not the case? Yeah, it's not at all the case. Like when you're really into a chick and she's really sexy, you're in, especially mm. like you're a little drunk and you love each other and you come like, oh, golly. Boom. Golly. Boom. Feels so good. Yeah, it's amazing. Sweet corn in the morning. Well, that's that's it's supposed to be to make you make people. That's really what. Yeah, that's, that's why trick. it feels so good. You can't even think straight. Yeah, it's a biological trick. It's a wonderful one. I'll just but wipe off the tip and put it back in. It's made to perpetuate <laughs> the species. Well, yeah. If you had to think about that with a straight mind, yeah. wiping off the tip and putting it back in would not be a, a viable option. Yeah. How about this one? Just let me rub it on the outside. <laughs> yeah. Has that ever taken place ever in the history of the human race? El Caco. Yeah. That would happen. Yeah. What happened to El Caco? Oh, see, that was on one of my CDs. Oh, yeah, that was on one of my CDs. Me amo el caco. Okay, I don't put it in. I just rub it on the outside. 
That's the best Spanish accent I've ever done right there. That's I've never good. been that on. Me llamo El Caco. That's right. I forgot about that. El Caco. It's, dude, working at the so, store, like as, an employ, as a fucking doorman and, and cover booth guy, just helps you so much. Watch oh, yeah. all these fucking great comics. And you just watch them and learn. Yeah. Their technique and shit. You get to see them do the same jokes a lot, too, mm -hmm. which was interesting as a guy learning how to do it. Because everybody wants to think as an audience member that the, a person on stage saying something, that's the first time they've ever said it. Yeah. You really can't do that every time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you kind of can, but it won't be as good. Trust me. You know, it's better if we write stuff out. It's better if we practice things a few times. It's better if you get it on. Then there's, there's certain bits. No, there's certain bits where right out of the gate, they're awesome. It's cool. But... You can't, happens. you can't guarantee when those are coming and when they're not, you know? <laughs> There's some dude in Indianapolis that came back to my show a second time because he came one night, then he got my album, which was different. Uh -huh. Revenge for the Call of Holocaust, available on iTunes. Revenge for the Holocaust, ladies and gentlemen, available on iTunes. iTunes, Amazon, Ari CD Shafir. Baby. Um, but uh, he was like, oh, it's different. So I figured I'd come back again and see another show. And he sat up front, and I couldn't even look. He was on my right. I did my whole act from straight to left. I couldn't oh, even look no. over there. I was like, dude, you shouldn't come back. And he yeah, was like, it's he all had right. the same jokes. That's so creepy. It's a mind fuck. I feel so fake. Yeah, but you got to get over that, son. You are fake. You're a big yeah. fat faker. You didn't just think of something when you're up there. God Don't damn come it. two you days in worked, a row. You worked on it every night for six months. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just realized. No, you didn't, you fucking lying prick. The Death Squad Ohio guys, they go to both shows. They'll go to like the 7 o'clock show and the and 9, 9 o'clock show. Wow. So it's just like, ah, you guys. It becomes wow. a bit of a gay yeah, like, circle jerk on. at a certain point. But at it? some point, I sort of get it, where it's like, you can see like Modest Mouth or some band like two times in a row. Yeah. Oh, dude, you know? I, I went to see Kinnison uh, more than once in a row. I went to see Bill Hicks twice in a row. Yeah. I saw a bunch of guys uh, back in the day where I saw the same act more than once. Joe Lozon used to come to uh, to our shows when we did Night of the Way-In shows. Oh, yeah. And uh, and there was this joke I used to make about jujitsu. Uh-huh. Um, I guess I can do it now. I never do it anymore. But like, uh, I've got the way jujitsu was invented was some Brazilian guy um, came home work from early one day. Came home early from work one day and found uh, his wife did not have dinner ready for him. So he's choking her because of that fucking choking the life out of her. And the girl's father comes in because they all live in the same fucking hut in Brazil. And um, he goes, "What are you doing? You're doing it wrong. You gotta fucking put hooks in and then come from behind." And that's how jujitsu was invented. That's my theory. But Joe Lozon used to sucks. love that joke. And I was like, you've seen it, though. And he goes, uh, yeah, that theory sucks. I was like, I haven't done any research on it. Uh, but he goes, no, I like seeing it like slightly different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you're a fan change. of stand-up, then I, I get that. Yeah, there's certain guys that have jokes that I would, I would call out for. Like uh, when Holtzman was on stage. Uh, yeah. How's your gay How's son? Your son? <laughs> we would always do that. Because you know we drive him into a rage. Yeah. He would do this joke about oh his son. Oh, my gosh. Miss that dude. Oh, that's a fucking funny guy. Yeah, I man. never see him at the store anymore, man. No, he's never there. Uh, All right, I'll admit it. My son's my son's a homosexual. Yeah, don't, don't Brody's my new favorite to call out. Like just hear his jokes. He's he's Oh yeah, we used he, to do he's that. He's been with doing hour and ten set minute sets the other day. Really? He's been doing really long sets now. He closes up the main room show on, yeah, on Saturdays. That's awesome. And they just and they all they stay. Go as long the as whole you want. audience stays. I'm it's, doing the Laugh Factory tomorrow night with Tom Herrera. Well, I haven't done the me. Laugh Factory in decades probably oh, probably 10 years yeah i haven't done it in forever but i'm gonna do it tomorrow night i think it's like an eight o'clock show but i go on at like nine ish somewhere around nine nine thirty something like that daddy nice. diaz just got back from uh long beach he uh, said he loved it la yeah we should all go there sometime it's too big you really gotta fill it up i'd yeah. like to see what it's like full but it's a it's a rock venue yeah um, it's a cool area because yeah. i've stayed at the hotel how big right is there it? a few times it's so here's how big it is it's when huge. they introduce you 
by the time you can get to the mic, it feels uncomfortable in that time. Where you're like, oh, I should be talking now. Really? Yeah, it's such a long walk to the mic. Is it like a theater? It was a fucking old rock place with yeah. a big stage. Tiffany so like 600 people, maybe? Yeah, something like that. Six, wow. 700. So uh, as big as uh, Phoenix, the stand-up live in Phoenix? It's bigger than that. Really? And the, 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 Just because there's more stage room. Stand-up live in Phoenix is 600 seats, 650, right? Yeah. 650? Yeah. Yeah. It's bigger than 650. Wow. It's probably, well, it's the, the, the scope of it is bigger anyway. You know, oh, there I might see be more room saying. to the wall and stuff. Yeah. It's right next to so many cool stores and restaurants. That stand-up live is the most intimate 600-seat yeah, yeah, room yeah. you could get. Because yeah. even though it was 600 seats, it felt like it's a still regular run like a club. club. It just yeah. keeps going. Yeah. It felt like once we worked out... If you, you Perfect came, square. Ladies and gentlemen, the first show, there oh, was yeah. a problem with the, the microphone. Uh, yeah, like a, the monitor. There was no yeah. monitor, so you <laughs> couldn't hear yourself. There's a rider somehow. I have a rider that I didn't know. You always have weird shit on yeah, that. Yeah, and one of the things on is that I have to have a... A wireless mic. I don't need a fucking wireless mic. Three like, wireless mics. It's yeah. you know what it is. I don't know it's why for, it's in there. It's, I know it's for when you do like theaters, like the more theater in Seattle, yeah. or whatever. It was like just to make sure you have everything right. We need them because they don't know sometimes the stand up. But even then, I don't need a wireless one. No, why, yeah. why Kevin James. You don't need all half the stuff. You don't need all the baloney. It's stuff. Kevin. I remember <laughs> Kevin James's rider. He gets red wine and white wine. Yeah, that's why I was like, why is there white wine in here? It's Bring me a Heineken. So weird. Heineken's usually there too. But it's the riders are weird, man. San Francisco this weekend. We got um, Brian's coming with me. What are you uh, doing? Greg Fitzsimmons is coming as well. Should be a lot of fun. We're doing the Knob Hill Masonic Center. We're going to do that on Friday night. And then Seattle on Saturday night, the Moore Theater. The Moore Theater is sold out. It's a really good room. But uh, there's still some tickets left for the Knob Hill show. So that's San Francisco Friday night. Greg Fitzsimmons, who's fucking hilarious. If you've never seen Greg Fitzsimmons, you stand up. Greg and I started out together, like literally like a week apart from each other, way back in 1988. And I've been friends with him ever since. He's a fucking hilarious stand up. Like he's really fucking good. So I'm really excited to to give you guys a fun show. And if you haven't seen me there for a while, I got a lot of new shit. So it's going to be real fun. So Knob Hill, Masonic Center, Friday night, and then the Moore Theater Saturday night. I, th- I think the Moore sold out, though. How big is Knob Hill? I don't know. It's like a couple thousand seats. Wow. That should be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Can't Can't wait to see all the Asians. Yeah. That's, a, that's a massive show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I just was talking to him, and I just thought, like, maybe it would be cool if Greg would come with me on the road, do a couple gigs yeah. here and there. He's, like, so, he's so solid, too. Yeah. And I would love for people to see him, you know, for people oh, yeah. at all these shows to see him. You know, I think one of the coolest things about uh, doing this podcast and, uh, and doing all these shows is that is that we can all sort of blow each other up. You know, we can mm-hmm. all show everybody who Brian Callen is. You know, show everybody who Duncan is and you are. Yeah, with Hollywood style of making it, there's only a certain size the pie is, and everyone needs yeah. a slice. Yeah. But now there's just an unlimited pie. Yeah, there's like so you can have as much as you, you, you want. have your own pie factory. Yeah, in so fact. just eat as much as you want. And then you're <laughs> we done. all have our own pie factory. Yeah. yeah, it's fascinating. It's a really interesting thing, man. Yeah. So tell me about this hunting thing. So yeah, um, so I went hunting. This Who'd you week. go with? With Callan? Brian Callan, and uh, this dude named Steve Ranella. Was this yeah. a cougar hunt? <laughs> How dare you Bazinga How dare you Brian That's the kind of hunt Brian understands He knows how, he knows how to track that prey He walks in all drunk and limping <laughs> uh, Yeah uh, he told me He was like, uh, he was like where's Rogan He was like Rogan's in Minnesota Fucking No wherever. Montana Montana hunting When hunting in Montana This dude Steve Ranella 
Um, I, I became a fan of his show. He had a show on the Travel Channel called uh, The Wild Within. Mm-hmm. He's an author. He knows a lot about the history of the Wild West. And that's one of the coolest things about the weekend oh, is cool. getting to talk to him about Wild West stories, oh, stories and shit. Oh, dude, he knows everything. He knows like all the different you know, the, the incidents between the Indians and the white men and the white men breaking the treaties and the wars that took place. And we were camping on the Missouri River where Lewis and Clark camped. Wow. That's where we camped. And we, we did all our travel by canoe or by hiking. Really? Yeah. It Wait, was so when, fucking intense. So man. when you hiked by the Missouri River, was there anyone else around? We saw in the five days we were there, we traveled 40 plus miles down the Missouri River. Yeah. And in all that time, we saw three other boats. Whoa. And it, yeah. even when you got off and was like walking around and stuff? Well, once we got out at the very end, we were in a, a place where there was a bridge and there was cars and traffic and stuff like no, that. No, but, but over those five days. down. Uh, over those five days, we saw nothing but canoes. We saw three or four canoes. It was wow. mostly just us. And we had a satellite phone in case we had like an emergency. Yeah. Um, and what we did was we pulled in. We got there uh, on Monday. And on Monday, satellite we got phone. in a plane. Or we, we got in a boat, rather. Yeah. Um, <laughs> rode, uh, rode down the river. Got in a plane. What the fuck am I talking about? Got in a plane to get there. Um, we had a drive two hours from Billings to the river, to the Missouri River. Okay. Billings, Montana is a very small place, but a very nice, like, cool, small town. Brian, call up the map. And, uh... Map! Map! From there, <laughs> we drove two and a half hours to uh, the river, and then when the we mayor? got on the... The mayor? What did you say? What? Did you say the mayor? No. No, I said we drove to the river. Okay. Okay, we drove to the river, and then once we... He's too high for my fucking story. <laughs> he asked for a story, and he's too high to pay attention. I, did he just did ask, you did mayor? you drive the river? No, he said the mayor. Did you say the mayor? I thought he, he said the word mayor. Dude, I'm telling a fucking important life-changing story, and you cunts I'm are trying ruining my timing <laughs> with every fucking breath I have questions out of as your you shit-spewing <laughs> mouths. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you about a beautiful life-changing experience. So, <laughs> so we're on this we're on this river. Well, the first night we get there, it's pouring rain. We sleep in tents. It's fucking freezing outside. I mean, it's really cold, like 33, 34 degrees. Just right. w- just cold enough so it doesn't snow, but that the the rain comes down. It's just ridiculously miserable. Then we get up in the morning. Do you have warmers or anything? No, nope, you just, just sleeping bags. You just sleeping bags. Were you at that night like I, this was a bad idea? Why, no. Why, no. <laughs> no part of you. No, man, I was committed. I was one hundred percent committed. I was like, look, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this the right way. With this guy, Ranella believes in is what's called a fair chase hunt. And what that means is, like, there's certain people that have, like, uh, they have property, like a giant ranch, and it's like a high fence. Yeah. And so there's all these deer inside this this ranch, and you, like, set up a stand, and then there'll be, like, a, a little feeder that goes off, and it goes off at the same time every morning, and it drops food. And the animals come in to get the food, and you blast them. Oh, that's doesn't like, seem fair. <laughs> exactly. <Just trick> them. <laughs> murder. I mean, not just trick them. I mean, it's, like, the ultimate setup. You may as well just get your food at the supermarket. Yeah. Exactly. 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 And if that's how you were approaching it i can understand that like say if you lived on that farm and oh, yeah, that's how like, you no, every day. yeah look if we oh, yeah. had that's actually smart because it's you're a, Swiss farm yeah. Robinson. yeah it's a lot smarter than you know a, going hunting for going it. hunting for it you should you know control your environment better you need that food it's not like you can do it like as a sport but we uh we went we went and did everything the hard way we we hiked every morning uh for about three miles uh over this mountain these like these hills that were made out of, they're made out of like a clay. That used to be the Great Inland Western Sea. 
Great Western Inland Sea. Great Western Inland Sea. And uh, during the Jurassic period, yeah. there was fucking dinosaurs there, and there's fossilized. It was a, a shallow, warm water ocean where Montana is. So when you're uh, walking around there, you find like fossilized shells, really? like in the strata. You know, like when things break off, they also find buffalo skulls all the time, Just like in the strata. Buffaloes. Because well, what does strata mean? The, the, you know how the Earth has like layers to it. Uh huh. Well, those layers, if you cut a slice through the Earth, those layers represent eras. Like uh. You can tell by how far it goes down by whatever measurements right, they right, make, right. how many thousands, millions, you know, of years it was. And you saw like a place like cut out and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you see like b- fossilized shells like uh-huh. on the ground. I mean, it the the place it's called the Badlands, all right? And it is really <laughs> it's it's really That's cool. intimidating. It's a very very intimidating place because there's this river and then there's these fucking mountains that are covered with this clay shit and you're trying to walk in it, you're sliding all over the place. It's really difficult to get a footing. Yeah. It's essentially silt, silt, yeah. silt from the bottom of the ocean. It's covered this whole thing, and it freezes up, and then it gets wet, and it gets wet, it becomes muck, and then it freezes up again. So when it's hard, you can walk on it no problem. But when it becomes wet, it's just a fucking crazy nightmare. So we uh. were climbing these wet hills of this shit, and it's exhausting. I mean, really exhausting. And you're doing it for you do that for several hours in the morning, and then we would go and row, row the uh, canoes down river for several miles, and then once we would get out, then we would go and hike for several more miles to get back and into look the for deer okay you, you pull up your your canoe you set camp and then you go and look for deer again are there any bears or, or predators there predators are we saw mountain lion shit and do they attack humans a lot no there's too many of us and we have rifles we, so prob- no- we probably be, would be safe but yeah. you never can tell if you're in the wrong situation at the wrong They're time really hungry and amount yeah if a mountain lion's old if it can't catch a deer anymore you know if it's Much starving fun. if you catch it you could just catch them but where you were camping at night, like by the river, that was okay? Yeah. Well, we were camping at sites where you're allowed to camp. You know, you're allowed to set up. And we, you know, after the first night, it stopped raining. So we, we made fires. But the, the nighttime, man, when you, first of all, it's fucking freezing. Like it mm-hmm. got down to as cold as 12 degrees. Did you drink cow and spoon? No, we didn't spill. We slept in separate tents. We're all sleeping separate outside. Tents. I mean, we're outside in the fucking... I mean, you, you have to zip yourself up in these... You wear wool underwear. You wear, like, thermal, like, like long john type yeah. wool underwear. And then you wear, on top of that, like, a, a thick pair of these wool pants. And then, on top of that, I've got, you know, uh, uh, above me, I've got a wool long, long underwear top. And then two layers, and then a jacket, and then a down coat over the jacket, and then I'm inside the sleeping bag in the down coat with the hood up and the hood on the sleeping bag, wow. and you're barely able to do it. Wow. It's, it's fucking cold. But once you get in there for a while, especially once I've realized to sleep with the jacket on, like I thought I should probably take my layers off, but it was too cold. It's, it, you got to really, yeah, 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 it sucks. It sucks. Zero it's masturbating, brutal. right? Yeah, I held my loads. I held my loads for strength, and it it, ben- it, it benefited me for my endurance because it was uh, it was a difficult thing to do. You know, it seems it seems like you know you're whining about like I work out, I do I do tough stuff, I do you know uh, like hard kettlebell workouts, I do jujitsu, very difficult things. But this hiking shit, when you're you're hiking around in mud all day, you know, uphill, it's fucking hard, man. You you yeah. you really you know you really get winded. It's uh, your heart rate gets up. It's a really good workout. And, you know, it's, it feels like honest. Like you're really fucking getting some, 
you're really long hikes. doing something, yeah. you know, you're like, and then you get in the boat. So I was like, I was enjoying it from uh, an, an athletic standpoint. How were the days? Like, this was is it, a good workout. Was it warm at all during the days? No, it was never warm. It never got more than in the 30s. It oh. was like the, the oh. warmest. It was probably like 34, 35 God. degrees. Like every this, time we were there, our water would turn to ice. It was always constantly turning to ice. There's probably more people there when... In the summertime and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure, but the sun, that's not when the hunting season starts. If you oh. want to go deer hunting, see this this area is it doesn't have a lot of biodiversity according to Steve Ranella, but what it does have is it has a lot of certain types of animals that you could find. And there's not like you don't see a lot of animals, but when every now and then you'll see a deer, like there's one, yeah. and every now and then you'll see a ram. We saw a lot of rams. Rams. Yeah, dude. Whoa. They're fucking impressive. These uh, bighorn sheep. And they're 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 walking across uh, the tops of and the ledges of these mountains, and you're watching them just like Correct. really, really perilous situations. Huh. And they're walking like they're so sure-footed. It's really kind of crazy to watch, and they're so badass they're with their curly right? horns. No, oh, yeah. I don't think so. I don't think you have to. I, I thought they're ram humans if they get too close to them. I, well, you, you shouldn't get close to them. But uh, I think if you're not trying to do something to them, they didn't seem seem to be interested in us. Apparently, that's a really um, hard animal to get a tag for to hunt because they reintroduced them to Colorado and they built oh. up the uh, the numbers, and so it's very difficult to get a tag, especially where we were, to hunt them. It's not yeah. like when you when you go hunting, it's not like everybody can go hunting. Like if say if there's certain species, it's yeah. very hard to get a tag for it, even if you live in that oh. state. So they only say like let's say only ten people can hunt these things. Yes, exactly. So it's one hunt. of those things, okay. and you might have a million people that are trying to hunt. Right. You know, but deer is one of the ones that you literally have to hunt. If you don't hunt deer, then they have starvation issues. They um, have overpopulation issues. They they interfere with traffic. They, it becomes a real problem if there's roads or anything where people are driving along because these animals, in order to get food, they they have to travel all over the place. No, they a lot of them are nocturnal and they'll run across the road. And there's there's certain parts of the country right now where if you're driving around the road at night, it's fucking scary. You could slam into deers left and right. I, I've, I don't remember. I think it was Iowa. There's some ungodly amount of deer are killed in car accidents every really? year in Iowa. It's like 100,000. Because it runs into the... Because there's so many of them. They're, they're fucking all over the place. And for, for people that don't understand how conservation works, it's really interesting. But the majority of the money... In fact, all of the money that goes to wildlife groups like, um, uh, if you like the um, the the groups that um, put uh, bag limits on uh, on hunting, yeah. you know, whatever the the agency, whatever name for the agencies they are, I don't, I don't know what what they what they call themselves, yeah. but whatever they are, game that fish, fishing um, game, you know, whatever that is, but those all their money comes from hunting. So the all the the money for regulating like the population, oh, really? reintroducing animals that were wiped out, all of that comes from hunting. And there's some people I can understand their point of view. Some people think that we should have no hunting, and uh, you know that that hunting is cruel and that killing animals is cruel. And I I, I can totally understand that point of view too. I can, I can totally see understand no farming animals. Well, first. I like look the the type of person that would say you shouldn't kill an animal because killing an animals are cruel is a nice person. That's a person that wants yeah. to be nice to animals. So I can't see how I would want to argue with that. You know, I can see your point. But ultimately, 
if I look at it pragmatically, my thoughts have always been that, listen, these animals are going to die, whether we eat them or whether a coyote eats them or a mountain lion eats them. We found g- giant mountain lion shits with hair in them, <laughs> with deer hair in them. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really wow. creepy. It's really creepy because you're just thinking, this, this motherfucker killed this deer with his face. Wow. Like, what a badass cat this is. Did you see that video of uh, the coyotes get, get, getting killed by the wolves? Yes, I did. Oh. Yeah, it ri- they rip ripped it apart. It apart. I'm, it I'm, apart. They don't have yeah. hands. Well, the the wild is a very fascinating thing, man. And being out there for five days with no cell phone, no internet, no TV, no radio, just sleeping outside, nice. eating outside for five days was very strange. And you're stalking did, an animal. Yeah, you're stalking animals, and occasionally we'd see them, but they were too far away, and uh, we had to get upwind so, of them if we were if we were if we were uh, if we were upwind and the wind was going down to them, our wind it. they could smell us. So we had to make sure that we were always in a situation where the wind was blowing towards us, like from the animal to us, yeah. so that the animal couldn't smell us. Then and we so had to creep up on them. You would see it from like far, far away and then try mm-hmm. to track it down? We see them from far, far away and then we would duck behind things and then we would try to go all the way around, like depending on where the wind was. It's very important. How far down we, was First of all, be? we smelled so bad. We were there with no showers for five days. Okay, Ugh. so you could smell my ass from Mars, uh, right? Uh, so these, these, your <laughs> ass must have been terrible. Uh, I thought of pits. The, ass. Yeah, you're, you're taking shits uh, in these, uh, these, these eco bags. It's like the whole thing was horrific. In a bag? Yeah, like this, this certain type of bag that's for human waste so that you don't like leave your shit laying around on the Missouri River. What's wrong with your shit? You, you don't, it's gross. People don't want to step in your shit. Meanwhile, there's cow shit what everywhere. What do you mean? It's, it's fucking really wild. Fr- because it's not wild. It's fucking death. Human shit is like one of the worst things you could ever oh, really? encounter. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Our diets are disgusting and non-natural and filled with preservatives and things that fucking <laughs> ferment inside our assholes. And then it comes pouring out in the most wretched smell ever. Even dog shit doesn't smell nearly as bad as human shit. Uh-uh. Human shit You can smell smells, when a dog is shit yeah. in the house. You're like... I think a dog shit. Yeah, yeah. human shits. It's like, oh, what the fuck? Atrocity. Or a fogo shit. shit. Yeah. Like I had the biggest fogo shit the other day, and I put a. Tw- I wanted to just put a twenty dollar bill on it and not flush it, so somebody would try to grab that twenty dollar bill just to see it. Because you know I don't want. <laughs> you, know, you know I don't want them to come in and just flush. I just want them to take a look. Just How try. Anyway, <laughs> so um, so we're out there for. Two, you know, two three days. On the the third day was when uh, I I killed a deer, and we were. Before that, we had seen a couple of them, but we couldn't get close enough to Wait, hold, shoot them. Okay, hold on. How far downwind do you have to be? Like, if you're two miles away, you're okay. But, like, how close you can you be? You can be close as long as the wind is going from them to you. And but then like, it's a matter of sound. But then if it's not, if it's going towards them, how, like, how far away do you have to circle around them to get It, it all depends because it's not a distance thing. It's a being behind things thing, and it's uh, being above them thing. You want, you, ideally, you want them below you, and you're above from, like, the top of the hills for the because yeah, well you also you have more shots at them if okay. they you know you have more opportunities if, if they're going like up over the hill and you shoot at them they take off over the top of the hill they're done. you don't know where they're going yeah. they went left or right you have no idea where they are but you're already if over the hill yeah if you look down on them you can see where they are better Okay. So you can scan more area too. It's kind of hard to figure out where they're going to go. It's a, it's a really interesting thing because it's 
you're, you become a part of their world. I mean, you're walking around, you're living outside, you're, you're doing this for several days, and you're, you're becoming a part of these animals' world. You don't talk all day. All day is spent trying to walk as slowly and quietly as possible, stopping every 15 to 20 seconds. It sounds like awful. To scan the, <laughs> to scan what? Okay, relax. To scan the horizon, to look around for these animals. So you're, you're doing this all day. And um, you, you, you're not talking, you know, very rarely. It's like, you know, maybe he'll say, okay, we're going to try over here. Now, at this point, are you tracking anything? Or are you yeah, just hoping sometimes. to see one? We see a lot of tracks. You see a lot of uh, deer footprints. We saw elk footprints, a lot of ram footprints. We saw a, a, an amazing amount of rams. It was, it was incredible how many of these, these bighorn so, sheep we saw. So are you following the tracks? Or are you just yeah. walking until you yeah, see Yeah, you're one? following the trails okay. that the deer's traveling because the deer's traveling trails, and then they'll go off into the wooded areas to bed down. So they get up in the morning, and in the morning they, uh, they're up and they, they get water and eat. And they'll they'll stay active for a little while, and then they start going in the midday to bed down, and then they come out when it gets dark again. Like we had one come through our camp while we're sleeping. You and just found out later. We heard it. You just hear it going. Woof, woof. It gets scared. It's it came through the camp, and as it's in this camp, it realized like, oh my god, I'm surrounded by ogres. There's, <laughs> the monsters that want to eat me are right there, and it sort of freaks out and starts stomping its feet. And, oh, uh, I bet and, they could fuck up a tent if they want to. Oh yeah, it could. Of course it could. You know, I mean, they're not aggressive. It's not like they would do that unless they were threatened. Yeah. You know, they're 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 clearly prey. You know, they're cr- clearly they're made of meat. yeah. They're they're clearly prey for all these different uh, predators, like especially mountain lions, but humans, of course. And that's what they're they're worried about. Wolves. wolves they just used want, to be an issue. They just want to walk around and eat, eat leaves. They want to fuck. That's what it is. Fucking it's getting close. We, we weren't there during the rut. During the rut, it's really crazy because the deer get super bold because they just have hard-ons and they just want to go fuck. And they'll just like, walk right across the street and like look at you and you can blast them. It's like, <laughs> it's, uh, it gets to be really, it's really like a, a ruthless trick. You know, because um, they're 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 being silly. So that's why people put the smell of a deer on them, of mm-hmm. a female deer. Yeah, yeah. Well, they spray it on them. They'll spray it on things. You know, there's. I think some places that's illegal though. There's there's different places like yeah. that have different laws and regulations. I learned a lot from uh, hanging out with this Steve Rinella guy. It was a, a fascinating thing. We should have those rules. Like girls shouldn't be able to dress like sluts unless they are. You know what I mean? Yes, like it's not allowed. To, to, yeah, absolutely. I don't because the, the deer comes up and he's like, "Oh, can I fuck?" Oh, it's some other thing that well, I can't yeah. fuck. So if girls were trying to rip you off, like if girls were like professional gold diggers, yeah. they shouldn't be allowed to dress like sluts. Yeah, it's too, unless you're too willing ruthless. to back it up. Hmm. Okay. So if you are a female deer, yeah, you can make that smell. That's okay. It seemed like that that would be very stressful. Like, I, did one. you ever get to a point where you're just like? All right, I really just want to just yell and tweet and, and fucking you know like walk around. Oh, yeah, and how not, did that feel? Not, with not, that? No, 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 no. no like that was that? the interesting it's thing. Like I, I was able to, um, uh, I, I was able to sort of accept that this was how we're living for the next few days, uh-huh. and uh, I didn't didn't look forward to it ending. You didn't even bring your phone with you. No, well, it doesn't work. There's yeah. no there's no cell phone reception out there. Nothing. Wow. You can't get anything out there, but. I, I I knew that going in there, and it was what I was thinking was like this is going to be an interesting opportunity to sort of get off the grid for a little bit and see what that feels like. Yeah. And one of the weird things yeah. about getting off the grid for uh, a few days is that um, you got a lot of energy, man. You got a lot of energy when you're walking around going after these deer, and then in between you're rowing your boat. Even when you sit down for a few minutes, you don't you're not exhausted. You don't want to take a nap. Like, you have energy. Really? It's like, 
Dude, I think that's what people are supposed to be doing. Like smartphones. People were supposed to be working and doing things physically all day, and when they don't do things physically all day, they get exhausted. I really believe that. I think if you look at our past as when we developed, you know, to the back the time where where people just first started storing foods and developing clothes and making weapons and figuring out how to hunt animals, we were in motion all day. Whether we were building shelter or collecting food, we were in motion all day. And I think that's how our that's our default. And when we sit down like at a desk and you're sitting in front of a computer or you're sitting there and you know just sitting in front of the te- in front of the television i think your body gets confused as fuck i think your body's like well we're just not moving so i guess we should sleep. I'm like yeah why would there be a reason yeah. to just not move unless There's you're no sitting reason. down for the end of the day yeah. eating that's why i think that being in front of a computer or being in a cubicle like doing that all day like sitting in a desk all day is probably terrible for your body dude, we do that. terrible for your brain yeah. how how do we do that sitting f- fucking surf the web we should do a walking yeah. podcast. Even this right now, it's like we're walking. not doing anything. Yeah, but we're having a conversation. You know, yeah. this is the best way to have a conversation is in, in a way that you don't have to think about your body. You know, you shut it off and relax. If we were standing up, you know, we wouldn't be having as cool of a conversation because yeah. we would be, maybe we should try Yeah, but I'm just saying we're not, we're not No, no, right walking right. podcast where the, we just go for a nice walk. And That's not a bad idea. <laughs> I thought but that of was course it would be me going... <laughs> Like this. Trying to read that, like, guys. This fucking sucks. I want to go play Pokemon. Hey, Pokemon um, is um. I don't know. This is the first thing that Pika. came to me. Um, is there a um like a thing that we could get like the Bigfoot guy hunter guys? Oh right. Do a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so us, show us just, just be videos yeah, of us getting made wandering fun of around us. Pasadena. <laughs> we could do a blog. We could totally, totally do that. Let's just Where go on a hike in Canyon. Canyon. Yeah, that's a good idea. Well, too, just too pretentious. Right. How about Griffiths Park? <laughs> We would find people that want to like give, put their resumes in front of the fucking camera. And, you know, <laughs> that place is such filled with so many fucking annoying douchebags. Yeah, we should totally do that. I took a lot of photos. Let's go to the zoo like that. I took a lot of photos Ooh. from this trip. Old zoo. I took yeah, a lot of photos of um, of, uh, of, the of, of the animal, and uh, I mean, I showed you a picture of the animal that I shot. Yeah, yeah. but so, so what happened was yeah, uh, we're not done yet. on the the third day. Okay. Um, was when we were um, we were we, we had gone hiking through the morning and then we uh, went and looked for deer. We didn't we didn't see anything. We got we we saw a couple. But we didn't get close enough to them to get a shot at them. And then uh, we rode for a few miles down the river and then we stopped at this one place. And uh, we were, we traveled about a mile in this long field. We're going up all these hills and one of the guy, the director spots this deer. So there's one deer, that's all it is. And he's the like, director? Was he like, action? No, no, no. The director, had the, the director also is, works as a cameraman. And is a fuck. Oh, his name is Mo. Wait, this it's is all recorded. super hard. Yeah, it's I for forgot. a TV show, dude. Wait, that's what you super, went hunting for? Yeah, yeah. Oh. a television show. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you just so went hunting. I can't yeah, wait to see it. Dude, this. it's all... So we have camera guys all, all... Full <sighs> documentation. A lot of funny moments. Oh, yeah, my God. So much funny moments. Because Callan went with me. So they had a hike with all their... All their cameras and shit. With well, them? they they hold a camera. They have a, a camera that's not light. Okay, these guys are in serious shape. Yeah. Mo, Mo is this uh, the director's this big strapping guy, and he fucking he's hoofing it, man. I mean, this is a real workout. And Ranella, the guy who's the star of the show, he does this shit all year round, so he's in serious shape okay. for this. Like he's in really like there's like a type of shape that you get in for hiking. Like it's a hiking shape, yeah. and he's in like great hiking shape. And so uh, he takes these really perilous paths, too. It was like a lot of times I was like, whoa, this is like tricky shit. Because I'm carrying a rifle. Oh. You know, I'm carrying a rifle and we're climbing up mountains. And it's, it's, it's you yeah. know, it was no joke, man. We did it. 
we did the whole thing the right way. I mean, it wasn't, there was, there was, this was a, like a hundred percent wild animal. Most yeah. likely this deer had never seen a person before. Well, it was a- yeah. We, I mean, we were in the bad lands of Montana. It was like some serious shit, right? So we we're getting over the top of this ridge and we, uh, we, we look over and Mo sees this deer. So we have to creep up on it and we have to creep up on it and go upwind of it. Yeah. Or downwind, rather, so that its its scent is coming yeah, to yeah, us and yeah. ours is coming in. And so then uh, we got a shot off at it um, at 200 how, yards. Okay. I shot it from 200 yards. And you killed it? Wow. Yeah. Now, how, how, do they, how did you know how to use the, the rifle the right way? He showed me how. showed me how two days before. It was pretty simple. I, I, I shot guns before. Were you standing up or lying down? Lying on down. The ground? Lying down on the ground. You had a scope and everything? Yeah. Oh, and you yeah. had to correct to see I'd how far it is? I have to have a scope because it was nice. 200 yards away. It was awesome. really Yeah, this far. is what I figured out about bullets is the gravity hits them, so they'll go down the further away. So you have to know to aim slightly up if you're 50 yards away or 300 yards no, away. I think not, if the scope is yeah. designed for that. Yeah, it tells yeah. you how far. So yeah, but like, not, for, not for high-powered rifles. It takes a long time before they, they change trajectory. They goes pretty straight for a long time. I mean, yeah. it's like a really serious rifle. Um, so the, the deer drops, and I didn't even know he dropped. Like, I shoot it. The whole thing, it's, it's a really tricky thing, like shooting something. Yeah. First of all, you're breathing. I'm breathing heavy. Like, I, we, we had you know, done all this crazy hiking, and my adrenaline's flying because yeah. I'm trying to relax and tune in, and I don't want to hurt this thing. You know, I don't right want to. Yeah, I want to shoot it in the leg, and then it runs away, and we can never catch it again. And you know, you know bleeds what I mean. Yeah. It bleeds out. I wanted to just. I wanted to do it correctly, so I wanted to make sure that I had a good shot. And I, and I, I dropped it with the first shot. Wow. It wasn't dead. Um, I had to kill it. I had to um, drop it, hit it with a second shot. He wasn't shot. dead. No, he was. He was gonna die. Okay, I, so I wait. Shot him through, like right above, uh, like his heart. And mm. so it would have taken, it, it, it like hit his spine. What were you aiming for, the heart or the head? You aimed for the heart. Okay. And so then you had to walk up to it and shoot it, or you shot it again then from I, right there? I shot it from a distance. How far away? Pretty close. I got, I got pretty close to make sure that I didn't miss. 10 feet? No, it was cl- further than that. Like 20, with the rifle again? Yeah, with the rifle. And then I, I, I finished it. It was, it was very intense, man. Because then right after that, then we're, we're gutting it. Yeah. And it's hot. Okay. You know, and you know, and I made I made like a real conscious decision to do this, and I know I got a lot of criticism from a lot of people that said you shouldn't go hunting, you shouldn't kill something. This is like so horrible. But here's here's the issue, man. It's like a lot of these people that I'm talking to, they're wearing leather shoes. Okay, you know, you got leather in your car interior. You know, you eat burgers, and you got no problem with it. People always get sweatshops until they find out the iPhone is made of one. Um, I, this is my point of view and I don't want, it's not that I want to kill animals. I'm like a mean person. I want to go out and, and kill these, these beautiful animals, but I eat meat and, uh, I've eaten meat my whole life and I've taken no responsibility for how that meat is acquired. I, I read all the shit about farming and I don't, I don't want to be attached to that. There I don't, I don't want to be attached though. to be. To factory farming, yeah, I mean, there's a huge. Oh difference. right, right, right. I don't want to be attached to uh, to these these the way they treat animals, where they you know they they essentially have them live their entire lives tortured in cages, feeding shit food that their body can't even digest to fatten them up, and then and then we kill them and eat them, and then you just pick it up at the supermarket, completely detached from the process. It just is meat, you know, and so I. I knew coming in that this was going to be a weird experience. Like, how was I going to address this? Was I going to, was I going to, um, like, was I going to enjoy this? Was I going to feel terrible and become a vegetarian? Uh-huh. Like, what, what, how yeah. was my reaction to it? Yeah, when you walked up to it, how did you feel? 
When it was dead? No, uh, before you shot it the second time. I when you, felt when you like I, had a, I have to kill it. You could see it close enough to know it was like actually breathing and stuff. Could you hear yeah. it? Yeah, you could hear it. Yeah. What was he doing? Just he was writhing just on the struggling. ground? Yeah, he was struggling. And so you went up He there. wasn't moving much. I mean, he, he was going to die soon. But I, I had to make sure that I took care of it right there. And um, it's look, it's it's uh, it's very strange. The whole, the whole experience is very strange. The whole experience of, of tracking them down is strange, knowing that you're tracking them down to eventually eat them. You know, and then when you're actually eating it, it's like, you know, that, that night we sat over Wait, the campfire okay. yeah. and we cooked liver and the heart and the, the heart. kidneys. Nice. Yeah. How yeah. did you get it back? Or did you camp there? No, we had to, we had to bring it back. How did you carry it back? You cut it up. Cut it up first and everyone takes a piece? Well, we did the first night. We took the, the, the organs out that we could use that you'd eat. Uh-huh. You don't eat all the organs, but you eat the liver and you eat the heart and you eat the kidneys. And so we took all that stuff what out. What did you do with the rest of the organs? We, we, um, we pulled it out, and we were going to use it for catfish bait. But you just leave it there. We wound up leaving it there, and, and other animals would eat it. Yeah. Like, almost immediately, the ravens will find it. And when the ravens find it, then the, the coyotes will figure out where the ravens, the ravens are, ravens. and the coyotes will go to there. It's like nature has this really efficient system of uh, cleaning out Digesting. things. Yeah, it's, so, it's really amazing. When you so we leave the organs, um, take the, the edible organs, and then leave the body overnight. Because it takes a few hours to part it up and to, okay. to clean it and part it up. You can leave it there. There's no... It's 30 degrees outside. So, so it's like okay. being a refrigerator. So you tie it up to if make it was, sure that nothing can get to it. But there's no insects there. Everything's... You know, so dead there. Yeah, if it was freezing. warm, you couldn't have done that? Or what's, what's the deal? Can you no, you couldn't out? do that. You can't leave the meat out if it's hot out. Like if it's in Texas in August, you, you shouldn't how long leave do the you meat have? out like that. Because they always kill it. It doesn't like go straight to our fridge. That's a good question. I don't know how long. You, you have some time. Yeah. But if it's hot out, you don't have nearly as oh, much that's time. What, that's why people salt things to preserve them, right? Yeah. Yeah. But that's, a, you know, that's not what they do with wild game. That's what they used to do with meat back when yeah. they didn't have refrigerators. I don't really t- totally understand how that works either. But maybe bacteria doesn't live on the surface with the salt or something. I don't know. But... Um, so it was so cold out, we just left it there. You can leave it there. It's like leave it in the refrigerator. And then yeah. we walked. It was like a mile from the camp. So then we had to walk back uh, from the camp. Carrying and, these big pieces. Ca- yeah, we had to t- take it apart. How much did that, that buck weigh? Or it was about 180 two. pounds. 180 pounds. So was, you guys had to split that up? Yeah, we had to chop it up 30, 40 and carry each. it out. Yeah, it was a lot of work. That was, uh, that was the most difficult thing was carrying the uh, the the uh, buck back actually no you know all the the hiking together all of it was pretty hard was the the really slippery slopes were probably the hardest thing but the most difficult thing is staying calm and shooting the animal and then yeah. making a decision like is this really what you want to do like what are you gonna do you've you already know? made that decision yeah though. but i wanted to know i wanted to uh, look the the detachment that a normal person has who eats meat i don't necessarily think that's healthy i think that we have uh we've removed what it is from our heads and we're just acquiring meat we're just going to a supermarket and acquiring meat and uh i think that that lack of connection i don't know i think ultimately it's not it's not healthy and i think it's it's not natural i think it's weird it's like being to know where the food comes from it's like being born rich or something you know it's like you don't don't really appreciate it or understand it coyotes do that what do you mean they just grab food that somebody else killed they kill things too dude they're they're out there it's a hard scrabble life you can't be picky and choosy when you're coyote what i mean is that like the idea of going to a supermarket and everything's prepared and packaged for you Baloney should come with headshots of the animal, like a photo of their face. Like, yeah, this is me when I was a baby. This is me at one years old, just 
learning how to walk. So you feel Hi. like now when you buy the meat, you won't, you'll sort of appreciate it more? Well, I have a lot of deer meat to eat. And that, that oh, you deer meat. Oh, you took Yeah. Nice. Did you like it? You yeah, like it's the delicious. Yeah. It's some of the best meat you can eat. Hmm. So now they say you, you want to get it clean so it doesn't taste gamey because it releases that testosterone or whatever it is, right? Adrenaline once you no. hit it before you kill it. Yeah, they're going to have adrenaline no matter what, man. I mean, if it doesn't die instantly. But it doesn't taste bad. You know, it's 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 like a really lean, delicious meat. It tastes yeah. it tastes really good. Um, for a lot of people, they have a problem with killing things. I, I get it. You eat meat, but you don't like killing things, and I understand that. But I think uh, being upset at yeah, someone, be upset, being upset at someone for killing something that they eat, I think is a little bit hypocritical. Not a little bit, ridiculously hypocritical. It's and it's also stupid. It's we're we're not being honest about what what we honest. are as not as an organism. Medicine. We're not being honest about what we are as an organism. If you're mad at people that hunt, because every fucking restaurant you go to, everywhere you look, has murdered animals in it. That's everywhere you there look. There is something different though to be part of the killing as yeah. opposed to being okay with the killing going on. I it's guess. like you don't want to be an executioner, but you can believe in capital punishment. Yeah, I guess if you weren't eating the, the prisoners after you killed them. But I'm saying you don't have to be the one doing the killing. <laughs> yeah. There's a difference between doing the killing and just being okay with people getting murdered. Once yeah, the, you- I don't think the capital punishment argument works because you don't need capital punishment for sustenance. You need, you know, you don't need meat either as people exist on being a vegetarian. But if you're consuming meat, you're eating it. And, you know, that is a part of your diet. That's your part of your everyday diet. Yeah, we have no connection with that. And that was the, the issue that I had. I was like, man, I feel like I just as a human going through this life, if I'm going to continue to eat meat, I should take a part in the process. I don't want to start a farm and go kill a pig on a farm. And so no part of you want to just go to a, to no. go to a farm and say, let's just do that? Why? When I think the best way is this animal lives a totally natural, wild life, and yeah. then boom, it gets shot. But can I just make an argument for them? Because I think it's fine to hunt. I don't care at all. But... Um, that deer would not have died. Whereas yes, if would. you go to a... You don't know that. You're wrong. It wouldn't have died First that all, day most by of that, them, Most that of moment. them die uh, either they get killed by predators or they die because it gets cold out. That happens It would have died eventually. It wouldn't have died right then. But if you go to a farm where they're just killing cows, that, that would have died right then. Just you're doing it. Wouldn't that be more of taking a part in the process? I don't know what you're saying. Go oh. to a farm where they're killing a bunch of cows. Today's okay. cow killing day. Go there and say, hey, let me work the, the lever for a little bit. Let me fucking put a nail gun in his head. Well, you know what? That's like a semantics argument. Like, why would you even care? You're killing. You're taking a life either way. Yeah, but I'm saying, would you wouldn't take that be- a life that's destined to be taken? And it's less. It's less, that's less a, meaning. If that's a normal kind of meat people eat, then that seems like if you're saying well, you want to know where a normal kind of deer is as, as normal as eating cows. Well, first of all, two. One, people don't eat deer as much. Two, if they, they do, do they have it. If they do eat meat, they mm-hmm. usually get it from supermarkets, which are farmed. Today, yeah. Today, so but if you want to take for, a part throughout of what human you're history, people have been eating deer. But if you're saying you want to take a part of what you're eating and say, "I'm going to take, uh, uh, I'm going to let my conscious sit on this and see uh-huh. this is what we're doing," then wouldn't you want to go and do actually what you're doing to get that meat and uh-huh. not change it to a different way? I'm not sure I follow you. If you get your chicken from farms that kill three thousand chickens in a day, right. okay. and that's where people get their chicken, right? Uh, wouldn't it be better if you want to see what it's actually like, where this chicken comes from? Wouldn't it be better to go to a place like that, where they're killing chickens all day and have it strung up and slice its throat, mm. than killing a, a a wild chicken? Um, if well, they had them, if you were dead set on eating factory raised chicken, I could see your point. But yeah. if your point was that you wanted to be a part of what you ate, that not that you specifically wanted to eat 
factory raised chicken. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I think that the idea of an animal living a wild life and then its life ending in a brief moment because of bullet. Yeah. I think that is a more humane and more, uh, I don't even like the word humane because yeah. humane, what, what is the actual meaning of humane? Cause is it, cause humans I don't <laughs> think are so fucking humane. You don't want people you know? to suffer, I yeah. guess technically. Uh, if you look at how we acquire it just seems our like meat, that, that's that not deer wouldn't have died right then. Where if no, you go to some farm, they would have died then. So it's like you can take a part without I, adding to the to the killing. I see what you're saying, but it doesn't make sense. I think you're just baked. It might make sense to me. I am baked, but it totally makes sense to me. I see what you're, you're saying. You're saying you want to show that you're a part of this and know where it comes from. Most people no, do I get eat, their food. I also want to eat game. Yeah, I, I okay. think game there is the best food. I think um, I've, I've said this for a long time that I think that there's probably more nutrition in wild game than any other kind of food. And I think that that's mm. one of the reasons why they're so elusive. They know that they're like worth something. You know, like when deer, when the deer hears you and those fucking antenna ears pop up and they start looking, they yeah. know that they're like super nutritious. Yeah. And there's a bunch of animals out there that are just trying to jack them. There used to be uh, a lot more mountain lions, but apparently they have a good healthy supply of them now. We didn't see any while we were there, but whenever you have a lot of deer, you have a lot of mountain lions. Because that's where the... That's what they eat. Yeah, that's what they yeah. eat, especially fawns. They'll go after the babies because they're easy. They could take them. I like yeah. how nature set everything up where it gives everything sort of a fighting chance. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. we're not going to kill all of you, but the ones that are too bold and go out away from the herd, you're going to get jacked. It's very fascinating to be, even though I went there with all these human inventions like tents and guns and all that stuff, to be out there living in nature for four or five days. It's a very, very eye-opening experience, man. Yeah. There's a weird, there's some weird primal shit goes off when you're out there stalking a deer that you're eventually going to eat. And then like later that night, you're sitting in front of a campfire with a bunch of men and everyone's feasting on the meat from this animal and, and talking about how delicious it is and enjoying it. And yeah. It's very strange, man. It's, yeah. it's, it's a lot. I can see where a lot of people would be uncomfortable with it. I could see where a lot of people would be angry and, you know, they might be a little bit irrational and be pissed at me that I, I went and I, and I hunted. But, you know, you're not, you're not mad at me when I have a cheeseburger. You know, there's not, I don't get cries for in anger when I put a steak on the grill and take a photo of it, which yeah. I do all the time because I like to cook steaks at like 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Like a boss. What happens if you didn't find that deer that day? Well, then we have, have no deer. I got to keep looking. No, we ate these freeze freeze dried foods. We ate these freeze dried meals. You like you open them up and you pour hot water in them. And they uh -huh. had these jets, these uh, flame jets that would boil water. And you turn the flame jets on and you put this water canister over and it'll boil the water and the water starts boiling you shut it off and you pour the boiling water into the bag and you seal it and you let it sit for a few minutes and it's not bad you know they have like like and you boil the water over lasagna they sell that shit on amazon like a huge carton of just tons of those packs for Dude, like another world stuff you know like if we go if yeah we need that um you'd be amazed at like you could actually survive off of it it's yeah. not bad it actually tastes pretty good so you, you, the only thing that was uh, was ruthless is the sleeping outside. It's just that's really difficult to get right, used to. Yeah, yeah. And the uh, the physical activity of stalking the animal, and then the reality of the shooting of the animal, that that was intense. Because I, I wondered how I was going to feel about that. I wonder if I was going to feel sad, if I'm going to feel bad. But what, I, what was I, the feeling? I didn't feel bad. 
Yeah, when I, I felt it felt very natural. And when you were eating it, were you thinking about the animal you killed, or really were you just yeah. enjoying good? Well, burger? I was enjoying it. I was th- thinking about the process in which uh, you know it happened. I was thinking about its life. You know, I I felt. Uh, I mean, it sounds very cliche to say you feel very connected with nature, but man, that is the perfect description. It's like being connected with nature. You know, and like you don't have to eat nature to be connected with it. <laughs> I know, but guess what, folks? When you, you eat, when you eat broccoli, you're you're eating nature. You fuck, okay? When you eat celery, you're eating nature. You know, when you eat beets, you're eating a living part of nature. It just can't it can't defend itself. It doesn't scream and it doesn't try to run away. So you assume it's okay. Yeah. It's not the same species as us, but we would be super excited if we found it on Mars, okay? If we found kale on Mars. And, you know, and then some wow. asshole came around and ate it. Kale on Mars. Yeah. Like, why'd you, eat, like, Mars why'd you eat the fucking Mars kale, you cunt? This is life from another planet, and you ate it. It's Mars fed. I'm going to get so regular, though. Yeah, and it's, uh, it doesn't mean that I didn't think that the animal was beautiful. I thought the animal was very beautiful. I'm amazed just to see them. I enjoyed seeing all the rams that we, we couldn't shoot. We couldn't yeah. get a tag to shoot them, but I enjoyed seeing them. But I think that ideally I would like to eat nothing but game meat. Did- I think that would be the best for me, like, health-wise. And I think that it would be the most honest way to be a meat eater. And so that's what I'm going to try to do. We're going to go again in the summer, and we're going to go hunting for caribou. Really? Callan's going to go again. Try to eat those things? Yeah, they're huge. And so you're going to have stuff shipped in from now on? Yeah, my, my meat is in, um, is in Montana. It's on its way to me. They freeze it, and they send it. I don't know. I mean, it, 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 from like, from like more often. I'm going to do this more often. Yeah, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna try to go hunting a couple times a year. Can you just buy game meat? You could you could do that too, but what you'd be buying is the animals, but they'd be like in a farm situation, and you'd have to make sure oh. that they were grass fed. You would want to make like sure they don't have that, wild game that you can you can buy. No, no, I don't think you're allowed to sell wild game. Oh, think, really? Yeah, I think you have to. It has to be domesticated. I oh. think I could be wrong about that. It might be different in each state as well. It is might, there any vary. is there any difference? I know uh, uh, freshwater fish. I think um, tastes better the quicker you get it to the pan. Yeah, but um, saltwater not as much of a problem. Mm-hmm. Is there is there any freshness factor to it? Like, well, the organs, it? yes, you should cook the organs quickly as possible. The organs are delicious. Like deer liver is fantastic, and it tastes better right then than yeah. a day later. Yeah, you don't want it, but the the meat actually is uh, according to Steve Rennell is better the next day. It gives okay. it a chance to relax. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a very sinewy, oh, right. muscular animal. So you have to prepare in a certain way. It's all way. muscle, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very little fat. They're incredibly lean. So when you cook them, you have to make sure that you don't overcook it. You cook it really quickly. And uh, you, you oh, have nice. it on the, very much on the rare side. You really? Know? Venison? Yeah. So yeah. it's called venison? Yeah. Or you could slow cook it. That's the other way, too, where it breaks it down like a pork shoulder. You know, they do that. They slow cook it. Um, so we'll wind up. Um, I, I'll figure out you know how to how to cook all of it wow yeah but i have like that's probably like 60 or 70 pounds we, of meat we rename you think all our uh, meats we don't do it with birds but all our meats we rename so right. we don't have to talk about the animal that it is probably like venison yeah deer and yeah beef. yeah cow becomes Ham, beef. pork steer becomes beef yeah it's a it's a weird a steer you know we have to make a steer what's that oh it's a cow that we cut his nuts off yeah <laughs> he doesn't he, does, he was what? a bull at one point in time but we're like yeah you're not gonna need those dude you're you're here for steak i don't really need you that sinewy yeah i guess you can't eat a bull you know you can't? What is it i don't know i mean we don't want them to have their balls because i think they get like rambunctious balls? yeah don't they squeeze the balls in bull riding contests that's not the way Supposedly. they get them going. Yeah, I don't know about that. That's what I've heard. 
they asked me to go on Celebrity Rodeo once. I was like, bitch. Doing this rodeo? Your, yeah, I was like, are you out of your you motherfucking Joe mind? You ain't going anywhere yeah. with a bull. You crazy. Bull riding. Celebrity bull riding. And I was like, you are, you're out of your mind. I think Stephen Baldwin did it and a couple other people. I'm like, you're just asking for your body to be broken forever. <laughs> yeah, not even getting stomped on. Just the throne from yeah. a bull. Dude, you know, nobody rides a bull successfully. It's just a matter of how long before you get thrown off. So if you, you know, you can, that's what you have to deal with. It's the best that you ride it out. Yeah. So it runs out of energy, then you just ride it. So stupid. And you own it. Riding a bull is so ridiculous. How, um, how, what was the feeling like after you killed and you're frying it up or whatever? Strange. No, no, but like the feeling of being able to talk fully for the first time. Could you, could you talk then or were you still Yeah, no, we talked stuff? around the campfire. We always talked around the campfire. Okay. At night. We'll, you know, it's just while we're walking around, we're trying to be pretty quiet. Was that relieving every night to be able to like actually use your voice? No, that seems more just, no, to me, we were barely able to talk. Yeah, there was a little bit of that. Yeah, it was nice to go out to camp and fuck around. The guys were really nice guys. This guy, Steve Rinella, he's got a great uh, group of dudes that he's got working for him. He really, really put together an awesome crew. And they have to be bad motherfuckers because they're out there freezing their dicks God, off, sleeping in tents. And for them, you know, this is their job. For me, you know, it was like some crazy vacation and an opportunity to go hunting for the first time and, you know, and do this dude's TV show. Hey, buddy. But for um, for these guys, the the cameraman and the director, yeah. that's just an uh, everyday part of their life. That's what they do every day. I mean, that's a fucking tough job. Oh man, you're camping outside most of the year, you know? Because they always camp. Yeah, they, they always they film camp that stuff constantly. They're constantly camping. They're camp camping in Montana. They're camping in Arizona. And they film that stuff. Mm-hmm. They're camping all over the. Oh, is this a show that's already on? Yeah, it's been oh. on for a while. What show is it? It's called Meat Eater. Oh. Yeah. The dude had a show on the Travel Channel called The Wild Within, and it was a good show. It was like I a Bear really Grylls type show? What's that? For hunting? He sort of, yeah. I mean, like, one of the things he did was he hunted uh, a moose the same way Lewis, or uh, um, a buffalo the same way Lewis and Clark did. He shot a bison with a musket, old. with an old school musket, killed it, and then turned it into a boat the same way they would back then. They'd make, like, a boat out of these things and, and take they a turned canoe. turned it into a boat? Yeah, he did that on the show. It's a pretty interesting fucking show, man. Wow. I really enjoyed it. He's like a, a real Wild West historian. Like, he told us some crazy fucking Does, stories about what different things that the Indians had done to the white man, the like white what? man had done to the Indians. And one dude, um, the, his, uh, he, he, uh, he gave up, but his friend tried to resist. So they took his friend, they butchered him in front of him, they cut him open. Who, cut the his, Indians cut him? Yeah, they cut his dick off, oh. they rubbed it all over his friend, cut his lungs off, rubbed all his friend, and then they told him, we're going to give you a head start, and then we're going to come and kill you. And so this guy outran them, and he outran them and jumped into the river and hid in a beaver den. They have beaver dens everywhere, and the beaver dens, what it is, essentially is, is like the water's running there, and this guy climbed under the water and into a hole that the beavers had dug into the side of the, uh, so the riverbank so they could eat, breathe in there. So he laid in there and waited until the Indians left, and then he walked 100 miles <laughs> down to the nearest town, and barefoot and naked. And uh, he ate uh, a rattlesnake, and he ate a piece of... How did uh, he, just raw? Yep, and a piece of buffalo that he found... As he was... Uh, oh. <laughs> Wait, so the Indians killed his friend in front of this dude just to be yep. more like me? Yep, just to, you know, because the guy resisted. 
Who is this? The guy that killed? There's two guys, yeah. There was all these stories about what happened when the Indians ran into uh, each other. You know, what's also fascinating, what he told me, was how how ruthless the Indians were to each other, or the Native Americans, you should say, to each other. Like, they were fucking jacking each other left and right. In fact, there was some that were near the, in the Great Lakes area that were practicing cannibalism of other tribes on a regular basis. They were eating them for food. You know, that was like, I mean, it was like, imagine how harsh it must have been around the Great Lakes, like in the winter, like how, how brutal that shit is. And, yeah. and I, I guess some of the natives that were, were here each other. were ruthless. And they actually wound up uh, cannibalizing people. Wow, God. Yeah, eating people that were, you know, travelers. And what do the cowboys do back? <laughs> oh, really? Just like traveling by? Eating people, like, yeah, man. You fuck up. And you, you, you know, you ride your fucking wagon train to the wrong town. And t- this town is uh, with these guys that, that eat people. Is that like we have for Compton? No, I don't you just think can't they. wear blue in certain areas, or you no, fucked up by accident. It's way nicer now than it was in the American Indian days. Yeah. Can you imagine how ruthless? I mean, look, there's one thing to run into gang warfare, but I mean, bands of people that want to eat you. And just like I saw one yeah. saw me from 400 miles away, or 400 yards away. I got to kill him, or we're all dead. Yeah. Custer's last stand. He was describing like he's he's like a real historian, the Steve Rinella guy. And he's just like talking about uh, all the things that happened in, during Custer's last days. Yeah. And one of the things they did was they mutilated all the bodies the Indians did after they killed Custer and his men, so yeah. that they would have a shitty afterlife. Like they cut his dick off so he can't use in the afterlife. Cut his legs apart so oh. he, can't, he can't use his legs. In the oh, afterlife. it didn't matter at that point cut, anymore. Cut Indians. His arms out. Punctured his ears, stabbed his ears, so he could uh, he could listen to warnings better in the afterlife. And they wow, yeah, because they warned him that this was going to happen to him. <sighs> yeah, it's crazy. And what's really crazy? There was a guy named Gall, and uh, Gall was this big happened. giant, big giant Indian dude that was involved in the massacre of Custer's Last Stand, yeah. and he was involved in killing Custer and his men. And after it was over, he went on those Wild Bills, uh, Wild stuff. West. Tours where they would show up in towns and they would say, "This is Gaul. He's responsible for killing, you know, over 500 men." And the guy would like be standing there, like sneering at people. And he really was. He, he really, really was the guy that killed Custard and his men. Wow. And there he was. You could watch him. I mean, he was free to just be walking around. And he, you know, he was a part of a war. And when the war was over, he hung out with Wild Bill, and they they wow. took him around. I mean, could you imagine? Make a living. Could you imagine if they did that with like Idi Amin, or if you know somebody, <laughs> <laughs> some Taylor. warlord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some warlord was on some uh, some show. That All right, guys, relax. I killed a, th- a couple hundred thousand people. Buddy. Yeah. What if Saddam Hussein was one day on one of these? Uh, you know, he would definitely on like Celebrity Apprentice and shit like that. Yeah, after a could while, you imagine he would do those Celebrity Survivor. That's the future. That's when the, our civilization really goes into the shitter. Yeah, wait a minute. Why instead of let's seriously instead of killing Char- I know this is like Running Man shit, but instead of killing Charles Taylor and fucking Saddam Hussein, all these people, why not have like a let him fucking Running Man it out? Uh, you know what I mean? Why just so so it's entertaining? Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's when, we, cash off we, it. that's when we get dangerously immoral. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, this guy littered. Unless get we, him in there. What if we can hunt abortions, though, somehow? With like, <laughs> uh, make, give him a fighting chance? <laughs> yeah. If you get shrunk down so you're in there with, yeah. with the woman. Like and space. Interspace abortions. Oh, my God. <laughs> Could you imagine? It's talking to you while you're in there. Don't do it. Don't father. do it, Daddy. Father. Don't do it, Daddy. Father. Just like you. We're going I'm to have like a you. wonderful life, Father. 
mother. Not if, not if you end it now. He's already creeped out. Yeah. Hey, did you have it? Did you when when you walked up to kill it to, after you like mm-hmm. punctured it? Did you have any thought of like I should say a snappy like superhero no. line? Yeah, it's like you held your gun upside down. Yeah. You're like, no, it's so it's so. Uh, Should have thought of that before. Oh no, serious. no, oh. it's the moment is so uh, like it's so sober. You know, the one moment you just shot an animal for the first time and yeah. dropped it and seen it flop onto its back with its legs up in the air. Yeah. And it was like trying to get up, but it couldn't get up. It was done. You didn't think to say, I guess the buck stops here. <laughs> <laughs> Pull the sunglasses up. What is the dude's name? The dude from Miami CSI. What's oh, yeah. that sound oh, that yeah, he does? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, God. I guess the buck stops here, you son of a bitch. How did... <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't funny at all. How did you decide who who gets the shot? It was me. I I was I I had uh, the show. I was with the show Steve, was about you. Do, okay. And Brian Callum was off with a another uh, professional hunting guide, and Brian also was getting filmed with a different camera because you can't have that many people out oh. hunting deciding which animal. Did to go. his go well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got he shot an animal. So what too. you guys meet up at night? Yeah, yeah. We meet up at night. You knew the camping plot spot we, is. Yeah, we, we met up. Well, we had a camping spot, and then we would go hiking, and then we'd come back to the camping spot, and then we would row together. So we would talk shit while we were rowing down the oh, river right, together. Right. We'd make jokes. Like, Brian Callen is one of the perfect human beings to go on any long trip like that because yeah. he's so fucking hilarious, and he's never off. Yeah. He's never off. He's on the whole time. It's it was like... a series of gay jokes that <laughs> never ended or evolved, but they, they, they got more and more hilarious until the end of it. It was say, while we're, I mean, this sounds like so disrespectful, but while we're like butchering the deer, in between it, Callan uh, does this thing where he starts, stands over the ravine and starts masturbating into the ravine. Just, just comes up with the, they call me the ravine comer. Yeah, that's what I do. I find a ravine. Oh, I can't help coming. I'm coming into the world. And he's like doing this. It was just, it was so ridiculous. He had You're not going to be able to use that though, right? Probably not. Probably no, but not. we're going we're gonna to put it on the, the internet. Channel, we're going to put it on the internet because it was so ridiculous. It has to go on the internet. He had his tongue out and he was like making this fucking like really aggressive face and just shooting pretending to shoot loads over the ravine it was so it was so silly and so hilarious you know but it was also in stark contrast to what we were doing at the time which was butchering this animal you know when i gutted it that was that was the really intense part because it was just a few moments after i shot it and then all of a sudden i'm cutting it open and as i'm cutting it open steam is coming out it's like a tauntaun yes it's well not quite so bad but very close and it's it's really really warm they their bodies are warmer than ours their bodies like 104 degrees or something like that you get your hands in there oh yeah man well not warm them up i I had to pull the organs out did they all if you slice they fall out yeah you have to you have to slice it a certain way you have to slice around the body like pull it all the way up to the neck and then you have to cu- cut through the rib cage with a hatchet oh, oh, yeah it's serious shit man is that your first time like you never did any kind of like butcher stuff no or anything no like that? It was, it's fucking serious shit like you know when you're eating a piece of meat from an animal that you saw bouncing around yeah. and then you put a bullet into him and then you go and open him up and take his organs out and then section his body off and then cook and eat it like there is no confusion as to where that meat came from there's yeah. a, a complete direct attachment I so then it becomes sorry but then it becomes sort of a philosophical debate like is that what you want to do do you want to just kill nat- natural animals yeah. and eat them 
Or do you want to just remain to be a part of this sort of strange disconnect system where we are all getting meat and not even thinking for a second that that used to be an animal? We have like no intellectual connection with the idea that so that was an animal. Came from. Yeah, we just eat it, you know, yeah. and especially we eat this really unhealthy stuff with a all burger this fat looks nothing in it. like an animal. Not even close. Doesn't even make sense. It's it's weird. It's fucking weird. You know, I'm not. It's, uh, and I'm you not really outside. thinking about that while you're while you're like eating? This is like going through your mind. No, because I feel I was, like I would just be like, "This is delicious." While I was eating it, I was thinking this is delicious, but I was also thinking, "Man, this is like this is a serious thing that just happened," you know. And I got to treat this serious thing with uh, with respect. And someone said on my message board once that hunting was psychedelic. That he felt hunting was psychedelic, and I was like, "Well, that's ridiculous." That's what so sociopaths like, do. It sounds like you don't. <laughs> it sounds like you don't know what psychedelic means. You know, that's what I was thinking. Like, yeah. what, how could that be psychedelic? That's like the opposite of psychedelic. You're like killing an animal. You're you're yeah. taking a life. But then in doing it, I think I know what he meant or or what what it could mean. What's psychedelic about it is um, that you you are in a totally different world. When you're there and you're in nature, okay, and there's no cell phone signal, there's no radio, there's no media, nothing is, is in, in front of you except nature. And you're walking around in it all day looking for an animal. And then when you finally lock onto that animal, you're doing this for days and days, and you finally lock onto that animal, and then you take that animal's life, and you see it, and you, you become a part of this experience, then eat this thing. You realize, like, whoa, all of a sudden, like, I'm in the wild, like, I am literally immersed in the wild. I have just slept in the wild, ate an animal that I shot in the wild, killed it in the wild, yeah. cooked it in the wild on some trees. We chopped some wood, and we made a campfire and cooked it over a campfire. I mean, it, it is as wildlife immersive as is possible. And when that happens, man, it's a real paradigm-shifting moment. And much like in a psychedelic experience, after it's over, you go, wow, I am going to take as much of that I can take with me and that's going to make me a better person that's going to make me a more honest person that's going to i this is certainly a powerful experience i'm going to grow from it i think about that almost every time i trip or have tripped and that's exactly how i felt about this and in that way it's sort of psychedelic did you trip at all while you were there like on mushrooms Nothing. or anything no would no. you think would you have freaked out no. if you did you think no no i wouldn't have freaked no. out but that's no. there's no there was no time to fuck around i mean this was a it was a it was a a difficult endeavor. The way he does it, it's you don't have time to like go do mushrooms and lie around the right. grass for six hours. Like, <laughs> you're, the sun, the sky. you're up wandering <laughs> through the the hills with a rifle. And if I had gone all the way there with them and then decided to just do mushrooms, that would be like so disrespectful to his show and so disrespectful to what he's trying to do. Because what he's trying to do is with his show, he's trying to do these really difficult and challenging hunts. And he took me along to do it exactly the way he does it, you know. So I had to do it the way he okay, does picture it. Picture this. Picture this. You go out. You hunt. You got that on day three. Out Why of do five? I have a feeling this is going to be a gay question? <laughs> <laughs> you and Karen are sharing. You're on Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> it's beautiful. Uh, okay, you get this thing on day three. You're back to your last campsite. Mm -hmm. You still have a day and a half left. Right. You're like, okay, we did it. That's amazing. You're coming to come to terms right. with that stuff, <clears throat> and you're undoing your sleeping bag and stuff. You're like, yeah, I should wear my coat. It's actually cold. And you reach in your pocket, you're like, oh, fuck. Hey, guys, I forgot these were in here. I just found these mushrooms. Would you do them then? Mm, um, that's interesting. Everybody could do them. The, the no problem is um, I would want to not be incapacitated in case something went wrong. 
You never know what could go wrong. When you're camping, yeah. you know, the idea that you're just going to sit there and you'll do the mushrooms for five hours and you'll be fine. That sounds good in theory. However, you need eight hours sleep and you, you really got to make sure you get that because you've got a hard day ahead of you. And second of all, there's no five-hour breaks there between the light being off, eating your food, and then sleeping for sleep. eight hours, then getting up while it's still dark out. There's really not – there's no time to do it. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't have done it. Because there was still work to be done, I still had to go back up there and get the deer itself and cut it apart, and that that stuff takes hours. It wasn't easy, you know. Um, oh, you went back. Yeah, so there was no time to do mushrooms, and then the next morning Brian got his, so uh, he helped me go and get my deer and and cut it up, and that's when he was jerking off into the ravine, <laughs> <laughs> calling himself the ravine comer. <laughs> but um, you know, it was the, the whole experience was uh, very surreal. From the from pulling the trigger to watching the animal fall into its back, it's very surreal. To you know, yeah. ending its life, you know, to cutting it open and to eating it, it's pretty fucking intense, man. And I think that's the most honest way to get food. I really do. I think that's the most honest way to get meat. I'm, I'm not. I can't say that. I mean, I'm not in a position where I could eat all my meat like that. Yeah. But I think that's the right way to do it. I think if I didn't have this kind of traveling stand-up comedy schedule, if I uh, was able to live in one place for long periods of time, I would do that. I would get all my meat from game. I think if you want to choose to eat meat, that's the most honest way to do it. Not saying there's anything wrong with having a steak. But I wonder the- if farmers come to like the big city and be like, dude, you can just find meat at the supermarket. You know, It's just so much better. Why are we fooling ourselves? We're doing this and this. It's the most honest way to get your meat. I think there's something about farming, much like something about um, uh, hunting. Hunting. Yeah. I think there's something primal about it. I do like picking something off a tree or bush and eating it right there. Like you know what? I, I like growing pepper. it. I've been yeah. growing things lately, man. It's fun there, to do. There's something cool to that. You know, we went to Underwood Farms. They have this like a uh, big farm where you can pick out your own food. You yeah. go and pick out your own pumpkins for uh-huh. Halloween. You can pick out like all kinds of different things that they grow there, and then you bring it back and you pay for it. And I, I, I looked at it, I'm like, how difficult would this be to do? Because this seems like a really smart thing to do, to have, like, a bunch of food growing in oh, your yeah. yard. It's so fresh. To have a place. Stuff. Like, what if we had, like, Desk Squad Farms, where we all, <laughs> we all grew our, our, our food, like, hired someone to run a farm, buy a piece of land, set up an irrigation system, and that way we know where all our kale comes from, all our strawberries yeah. come from. That seems like you that would be attainable. This is obviously step one on the way to the cult compound slash farm. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll we start with cows. a farm because nobody can argue with the farm. If you start with the cult, then yeah. all of a sudden they're like, hey, man, you guys just can't, can't go all cult culty here. on us. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, if you start off with a farm and like, listen, man, I'm just into making tomatoes. It's how long? Deal. <laughs> and then how many years before somebody's like, so take up arms? We yeah, do that? pretty quickly. I think right Within away. A year? As soon as we start killing deers, then people oh, yeah. go, well, we need guns to kill deer. You know? That would be the shit. If you could grow your own food and live off of wild game and vegetables that you grow, that is a very close to nature way to live. The argument against killing animals, obviously, is they're beautiful and, they're, you know, why would you do that and this and that. But the bottom line is you, you need to maintain populations because if humans don't maintain the population, then we have to give up our spot as the number one predator and yeah. bring somebody else in to do We've it. We've decided yeah. we would rather kill a deer than have to worry about hitting one with our cars. And worry about all the different predators that will grow in size and number if you are not killing those deer. Oh, yeah, because then they have more food. Uh-huh. 
So yeah. it goes on from there. Yeah, that's well. Look, a lot of folks don't realize that wolves were a real problem in this world at one point in time. It seems so strange to say, but like Big Bad Wolf and Little Red Riding Hood and all that shit. What yeah. all those stories come from is at one point in time, wolves used to kill people. It was normal in France. Yeah. Yeah, I got I got to pull this up because I, I saw this and I just want to make sure that I quote this correctly because it's crazy. What that that the wolf got really big? Yeah, wolves killed like forty people in the in the fourteen hundreds in France in Paris. Forty, 40? fucking people. Yeah, the wolves of Paris. That'd be such a horrible yeah. way to die, dude. Are you kidding? This is wolf You're ripping you kidding. apart. The wolves of oh, Paris. Oh, in, like Walking Dead. In 1450, the animals entered into the city during the winter through breaches in the walls. They put walls up to keep, to, to yeah. keep them out. Wait, how, what year? A wolf named 1450. A wolf named Cortad or Bobtail was the leader of the pack, and reports of the animal being reddish in color may be indicative of a Liberian wolf perhaps having migrated from the... Pyrenees? Hmm. Eventually, the wolves were killed when the Parisians, um, furious at the deaths, lured Cortad and his pack into the heart of the city, and the other Parisians stoned and speared to death the wolves in front of the Notre Dame Cathedral. Wow. Nice. They speared them to death in front of the cathedral. Like wow. They cornered the wolves. Like People were literally fighting for their lives against wow. wolves. Do you know how horrifying that must have been? You know, that's where the the werewolf, the, the myth of werewolves from, come from. from. real wolves. Comes from real world wolves and wolves being smart as shit. They, they're yeah. so smart. They seem like they're people. They hunt in packs and they have the, uh, the alphas and the betas. And mm -hmm. the they have a system. Omegas. Powerful a wind. Solar blow. system. Why What's that? They naming this murder? They could blow houses down. Oh, in the old days. Yeah, in the old days. They, <laughs> oh, yeah. Before they started totally smoking. The down. They, they got into cool, cool yeah. menthols and they just fucking ruined their they huff could, and they puff. Could put on, uh, they could put on old dual. ladies' clothing too and try to fool uh, yeah. little girls. Yeah, they could talk English back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so that's what always scares me about camping is like, what if one of those things comes up yeah. at, like, at my tent? Well, it's a problem when you're not armed, and it's a problem there's not that many of you. You know, when, when we were with um, the Meat Eater crew, it was uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It was like, all together, there was, I believe there was nine of us. Yeah. So there was quite a few But if people, three of those big wolves just in the middle of the night just started... Oh, yeah. Bah, rah, 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 could be a problem. Like how long till the first person wakes up, gets his gun out? Yeah, well, that's the, the movie, of the, the Gray. Did you yeah. see the Gray? Yeah, but that's what yeah. I understand about the Gray. Why did, they always count them one by one. It's like just kill everyone. There's the wolves. Twelve of you wolves. Oh, These guys no. can't do shit. That's that's probably the only realistic thing about the movie. The they did it one at a time. Sneaky. Yeah, wolves are smart, man. They take their time. But when they all all walking towards the trees, and the one the one guy fell back a little bit, and they want nuts on him. Yeah. And they all came like, hey, I, they just could have turned on the rest of them. Yeah, but uh, they, them might, they might not have. They might not have just. They, wolves are very clever, man. That might be a realistic part of the movie that they saw the people running back with guns that they would run away. Dude, we heard those wolves kill kill a skunk when I was camping. Yeah, it's just so the, the yell they let out. Mm -hmm. It's just so amazing. They all just start howling like, "We've done it." Where I was, you didn't have to worry about wolves. We didn't, we didn't even hear them. But they do have them in Idaho. It's not that far away. You know, they they reintroduced them to the United States. In Idaho? Yeah, well, Why? because uh, they're worried about the, uh, the ecosystem. They wanted to bring it back. They wanted to reintroduce the predators. It's really interesting because it's having a devastating effect on the game. 
but it's also to keep the, the, da- the game populations in order. But now that they're forced, now they're forced to have wolf uh, hunts because the wolves don't have any predators, and the wolves used to have the predator, and the predator was us. So now people are hunting wolves. Yeah. And now, of course, there's a lot of people that are upset that people are hunting wolves. And I used to agree with that. I used to say, wow, you know, you, can't, in there. you can't hunt fucking wolves. That's fucked up. Why? I, you, because I think there's something majestic about a wolf. And there's something where you're not going to eat them. And people were like, why would you be able to hunt wolves? But now, because oh, you can't eat them. Yeah, but now as I get older, I understand like you have to hunt them to keep the populations in control. Because if you don't, then they start going after livestock, and they will go after people. A woman got killed by a wolf this year in Alaska. Yeah, if there's more wolves, so then then there becomes less food for all of them to go around. Uh-huh. Then as those wolves die out, they get crazy at the end. And that's when it becomes a real, yeah. look. If you have an overpopulation problem of wolves and they don't have enough food, that becomes a real fucking problem. That's when there's problem. plenty of problems. That's when yeah. the population grows. That's all fine. Yeah. So when everyone's looking at these wolves right now and saying like, Fuck "Oh, I, I think it sucks that the people after are going to hunt wolves," like they have to hunt them now. If you don't hunt them now, we're going to get to a situation where it's going to be a problem. And the last problem you want is a fucking wolf problem. Imagine wolves start just jacking people again on a regular basis, and we'll think how fucking stupid we were to let ourselves get to a situation where we built the, the murderer population back yeah. up. The, the people murderers. Imagine it was walking down the street on Pasadena, just a wolf. I'd be like, yeah. don't, don't, don't go outside yeah. for like all night. Packs of them, snarling, eating babies. Yeah, oh, we just have scary. bears here in Pasadena. That's yeah, they do. Yeah, that bear that keeps on coming down from the woods really. and just going people's swimming pools. Yeah, no. with its babies. Yeah. It's come down with its babies before. They've Bears. even had, in Altadena, they had mountain lions like chilling in this lady's driveway. They so had like, one in Santa Monica. Yeah, they had to shoot it. They had to kill it. Yeah, that was a big one too, man. Yeah, it was a big ass fucking 200 it's like pounder. like, hey, we made an agreement. You stay over there, and we stay yeah. over here. Dude, do you imagine, how big, I'm saying 200 pounds, I think that's how big it was. That's what I remember. How big that's is their big crazy. dog? Like 90 pounds? With Johnny? Johnny yeah. is 140. So it's way bigger than that. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God! Is that true? Is it really two hundred pounds? Jesus. I know they get that big. Was there any moment of like right before you pulled the trigger? Did you like? Were you just zoned in, or well, were you like, no. let me think about what I'm about to do right no, now? No, no, no. I didn't think that. I just wanted to make sure that I got the right shot. It's right. hard. Two hundred yards is a really far distance to shoot. You know that's why it didn't. I tried to get the bullet to go through his heart. It didn't go through his heart. It landed right above the heart, and right. a couple inches above the heart is where the spine is. That's where it hit him, and dropped him. Um, why did they tell you not to go with the head? Because it's harder to hit. Mountain uh-huh. lion killed in Santa Monica is probably seeking a home. <laughs> oh, poor baby. <laughs> you think seeking it's probably just seeking a home? <laughs> it's just, yeah. Um, how big is it? Come on, you fucks. While you're waiting for Joe to look at that information, go buy Revenge for the Holocaust, my new CD on yeah. iTunes and Amazon CD Baby. Powerful Ari Shafir. By the way, wait, that was really weird that you called me Pokemon earlier and you had no idea that I had Pokemon in my car, Joe. Maybe I didn't know. Maybe I knew, you silly bitch. How would you know? I never talked about it. Brian, I'm tuned into the universe. I'm a hunter now. I'm, why do you, why I'm, do you I'm, have a Pokemon I'm connected costume? to the spirit of the wild. Brain scanning me, man. Why do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How, that, it's really fucking weird, though, because I, I don't think I've told you. Or... Dude, I'm, br- I'm a fucking brain scanner. We've never because talked it's Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah, but we've never talked Pokemon ever. I've never to- talked Pokemon ever. To but Bucho. if any one of us would have a Pokemon outfit, 
you would be the winner of that Campbell. That's weird. The Christians would say this is a I sign put, from God. I put it in my car on the way here. I just got it this morning. Brian, yeah. I don't know if you know this, but I know that you're a silly bitch. You're stalking me. Yeah. You're hunting me, aren't you? I know you're, you're a hunting silly bear. Bitch. Come on. <laughs> you're a silly Wait, bitch. why do you have a Pokemon costume? I understand silly bitches. Oh, it's Halloween's coming up. Yeah. It's fucking Halloween. I hate it so much. Word. It's so much pressure. I got a gorilla outfit, but God. it was way too hot. I don't see how anyone could wear a gorilla outfit. Why is it pressure, Ari? You're so negative and angry. You got to put something on, and it's like if you don't, then it becomes like, oh, you didn't do it. Right. Just put, get one of these. And it's if you awesome. do, you got to explain it. I just want to, oh, come on. Ari, it's like, this is like pajamas. Places. It feels just, it's so soft. You just put it on, and it just feels like you're wearing You should pajamas. wear that everywhere you go, just so people know, know what your real personality is <laughs> like. It'd be like <laughs> mini Dean everywhere. Why fuck around, man? Just wear that everywhere. I, I think it would actually be cool. Thing. If we never addressed it, if you wore that at every podcast, if that was my right. where you went. Yeah, why not, man? Okay, okay. It smells so. It's bad. cool. I like it, and it covers up your headphones. You yeah, know? It makes you look mysterious back you, there. You look like um um that DJ. Who Dead Mouse? Dead, Dead Mouse. Mouse. Your uh, your Pokey Mouse. Have you seen Dead Mouse's uh, <laughs> and Cat Von D's Twitter lately? By the way, no. Every single tweet is "I love you." I know I love you. I love you. Ooh, no, I they're love. in love, man. It's so silly. Are they dating? He makes yeah. good music. They live she, together now. She's hot as fuck. God, it's the worst when people fall in love and they feel like they got to make it public as possible. Oh, someone's a Everybody hater. does it. It's so like, dude, it's nobody the worst. cares. It's worse than eating babies and shitting in people's mouths while they're sleeping. <laughs> it's the worst. The worst, Ari. The worst. In the world. The God, worst thing ever, it. ever, ever, ever. I hate it's it. I hate so it. It's just so annoying. It. It's just like we yeah. get it. We're all bored with you Can't now. You just like let them be in their glory. For what? For like a month, they have to keep hearing look, about it look, and seeing look, our posts look, about it. Look, he's so it's negative. Not funny. He's so negative. What, what if they were oh. tweeting on an airplane and they put their seats back and you were sitting behind them and they were tweeting? And they were tweeting. <laughs> Picture up. Oh, that'd be the worst too. <laughs> That's the worst. He First of all, the everyone the leans their seat back. The Holocaust the worst? No, none of that he is the worst. Pissed. I had to sit in front anyone of him Anyone who leans the other their day. seat back all the way is just saying, oh, I don't respect the person's boundaries in any way behind me or their feelings, that I may be crushing their legs. No, they're saying, I would like my seat to go back. Yeah, and I don't and care about what anyone else is doing. Too. Holy that doesn't every, get your legs out of the way. It still crushes them. seat has a little button. And so that's, what? That's what you're so allowed what? to do. So then you're allowed to go back as far as they let you? Exactly. And what if they let you go a little further back? Would you go a little further back? As long as that was what was agreed to. And what if they let you go all the way back to where you're lying on somebody's lap? Would you do that? I think. Or would you use your own mind to say there's somebody sitting back there? Arshafir, you need some yoga and some Vicodin. I just, I would never do that to someone. I would never smash their fucking legs with my with my chair. You're acting like it's a violent act. It is violent. So you don't feel like someone taking. What? You don't feel like you want to put your seat back at a point? I'm sure I do. I am so uncomfortable, especially being a tall Yes, I do, but I don't put it back because someone is sitting back there. No, but they're designed for that, so they put their seat back. Who cares how far they're designed? It's annoying. You can't fucking, you can't type in your computer if somebody leans back. You need to get rich enough to get a private chat. You can't ever, you can't ever look at your laptop when somebody's leaning back in front of you. Joe, he's talking about coach. I It's no worry. It just shows a lack of caring about other humans. No, it doesn't, Ari. Yes, it's, it does. It shows you want to lean your seat back. And yes, I know. It. That's the desire. Everybody that's the it. reason you're doing it. But everyone, everyone does it. It's not a reason to do anything. It is because it's because a Because everyone thing. does it. It's, it's, an, it's an agreement. Yours leans back. If you back, know you're less comfortable back. when somebody's smashing into your legs, to then do it to someone else, it's a horrible act. Listen. It's a horrible, selfish act. No, it's not. Yes, you, it you is. Have, you know you how have, bad it is. You have to deal with If you were a one-year-old whose legs didn't go off the chair, 
I could see it because he wouldn't know what it felt like to someone to go back on him. You when you're not able to use your computer guy. at all. You are a very tall guy, and your legs get in the way when someone tries to lean their seat back. If you cross in your legs, you can't fit. However, me and Brian are stubby, and we fit in fine. Perfect. So it's a completely different situation. You also are like – that's like a version of a being like a big, giant, fat guy that doesn't fit in a seat. I actually kind of yeah. like it when I'm laying back that. and the, one, the, the ones in front of me is laying back. It's like a little sky mall blanket. It, yeah. I feel more protected like no one's yeah. going to rack me in the balls. Aww, sky mall blanket. You guys are selfish. <laughs> selfish? Both selfish. That's interesting. I don't yeah. see it that way. Really? Yeah. Causing someone pain and saying, I choose not to think about it is not it doesn't selfish. doesn't cause me pain, man. No, it when causes someone, someone else pain. Back, you haven't sat in coach in Someone in front years. of me <laughs> sat in coach this weekend. Yeah, but hates it. It's the worst. I sat in coach this if weekend. You have, if you have your thing out and you're on your computer, mm -hmm. you can't be on your computer anymore. No. It's too far back. Yeah, you can't. That's it. So that's annoying, but yet you'll still inflict that on someone else for the joy of leaning a little. If you want to, you can do that. Yeah, you're allowed. Yeah. The law allows Look, it. You're not there to. This is be why on government doesn't work because everyone's corruptible. You're Everyone not there is to selfish and looks at. You're not there to do anything. You're, you're not there to, to lean your, back. You're there to sit in your seat and. Travel. You're there to get somewhere. You know, so we can make it. You can make it less painful for you know people by looking out for each other. The airlines fault, not me for leaning my seat back. Yeah, I agree. No, because humans can't be trusted to think about others. You're like they let me. Honestly, if they let you go as far back as you wanted, all the way back, a bunch of you motherfuckers would keep doing it. They would. They would. They would. Head right in your. Yeah. They would. They was like, I don't know. It goes there, so I'm just gonna do it. And then and more people would get head because girls just would not be able to help themselves. It'd yeah. be dicks right next to their That's, face. It's an asshole move. We don't know what's around. happening. I agree. Oh, Ari, you're really exaggerating here. I'm not. Wait, wait till you. Read. I don't like it. It's selfish. Wait, wait. Everyone knows what it does to people, but you do it anyway. It's just a small, selfish act. I don't think it's that selfish. No, I you don't. I think it's normal. selfish. People never think they're doing anything wrong. With oh, people. <laughs> selfish people. No, it's just you're a very tall guy, man. It's very different for you than it is for me or Brian. Yeah. Okay, so me do you Brian look and see if there's a mind. tall guy behind you? Do you look and say, "Oh, there's yeah, a tall see, guy behind me"? I'm not like going to do this. You're like a fat person on no. a plane. No. You need to yeah. understand that you're tall. You need to spend the extra forty dollars, do the business upgrade class or whatever exit row. Yeah. Thing, I don't. And that's if what I see a short person behind me, I still don't lean my chair back because it fucking disrupts. Oh, you're a sweetie. You're so selfless. That's you, Ari. I just like the fact that when somebody does lean <laughs> his selfish. seat back, instead of going, ma'am, I'm very tall, blah, 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 he just goes and starts kicking it and like, like hitting it. Well, I think <laughs> that was before he did mushrooms. That now was just, six years ago. Now but, just, yeah. Thank but I still do, do get very annoyed. He gets annoyed, but he doesn't respond violently <laughs> anymore. You don't do that? Sometimes I do this. I say, just so you know, um, you're going to be making this very uncomfortable for me, and I'm, I'm going to be pain. I'm going to have pain in my knee. You say that? Because you lean back. But you, I know you're allowed, but. But just know that's what's going to happen to me. Why don't you just ask them? Say, would you please, would you mind? I have knee operations and I'm all fucked up and gangly. Would you mind just moving your seat up a little bit? I'm not that tall. It's not crazy. I'm 5'8". Yeah, you are. That's so tall. You're, you're taller than average. Most people are like me and Joe's size. I yeah, think. but you know where that difference is? You're just talking about knee to waist. Yeah. That's the only difference in terms of where it affects your seat. What so, about cock? So those five inches five cock, eight, cock get in the way buddy seven inches oh my cock does not get in the way <laughs> no it's be it adds up. that much more frothy loads up. frothy zinc loads <laughs> your cock doesn't get crossed up you can do that weird thing where you can actually fold one leg over the top my yeah. little troll legs don't work that way yeah I can't thick. fold my leg over the top of my leg my legs are really? too fat try to do it you I can only wear certain types of pants most pants I can't wear I can't what like uh, really? like Levi's five hundred ones. I can't even get those on. If they wear if they fit my waist, they never fit my legs. They they get onto my legs and they just lock up halfway. Really? Yeah. Because you have thick thighs. Yeah. Because I feel like a troll. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm, I'm 5'8", 190 pounds. And most of it's in my legs and my ass. 5'8", 190. You guys are both 5'8"? Yeah. Five, eight? yeah. Mm-hmm. How much do you weigh? 210. Jesus. <laughs> Men are so different than women. If a girl ever did that to her friend, what do you weigh? 210. Jesus. You'd be such an I'm at the end of the friendship. Isn't it funny? Yeah. Women are allowed to do that. It's, it's something they're allowed to do. Allowed to do what? Allowed to keep that, you know, like, you, you know, then you're not supposed to. to talk about yeah. how much a girl weighs or you can't, like, ask her and then, like, get in her face, like, you fat fuck. Wait, you can't say that. Fuck, putting it on the pounds yeah. lately, huh? Yeah, you can't say that. You're no. an asshole if you do. But with guys, like, who are you, you fat fuck? You know why? It's lack guys of respect. Do it all the time. Lack of respect for women. That's why we don't do it because we're like, they can't no, handle they're it. They're little babies that we can't fucking trust with real feelings. Well, we have testosterone, man. Testosterone yeah. is hey, a hey, ruthless hey, hey, fucking hormone. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Some of us Speak for I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking for zinc for frothy loads. By the way, Onnit is going to have a, uh, a testosterone boosting formula. We yeah. found out there's a bunch of things besides zinc and magnesium. There's something called Tungat Ali, and there's a bunch of different uh, herbs that have been shown and, and actual real clinical tests to up testosterone when you take them for more than 10. Or 10 or 11 days yeah Aubrey we were saying that he tried the, the ZMA Max or whatever that zinc mm-hmm. thing was and it just made him shit a lot like diarrhea whoa and I didn't have he, no I never, I've never had that problem he must yeah. have got a bad batch yeah. or it was confusing it because he was also doing tequila and right. meth <laughs> yeah, it's tough to isolate yeah <laughs> I met a dude this weekend who uh, had a stroke from meth whoa yeah we, uh, we went to a bar and this, this guy came in with his friend his friend was 25 years old and he had a stroke from from doing math at twenty three. Twenty three? Yep. yep. That's crazy. Yeah, he's learning to like re reuse his body again. It's oh fucking crazy. My gosh. Meth is a motherfucker. Wow. And that's one thing that you have to deal with in like places like Montana. You know, meth. there's a lot of meth problems yeah. in those places. I make uh, jokes about pills sometimes, mm-hmm. and I, I when I get away from L.A. or New York, I think, oh, you're not going to get it because you guys don't do it. And then it hit me, like Indianapolis, Kansas City. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh, this is where pills are. This is where meth is. Oh, yeah. Pills are everywhere, man. We we live in a really strange world because in the middle of this, this whole debate on marijuana that keeps going on in the public eye when you see it on cnn and there's pills are everywhere while this is happening while this marijuana distraction there are so many pill junkies in this country yeah so monster monster numbers and no one's doing shit about it there's a lot of meth heads in this country too and no one's doing shit about it and then you see cops just dressing up like high school students and pretending to be high school students trying to get them to sell them weed and like really why why are you not busting the meth labs you fuck you know you're not done you're not you didn't do your work you're you're gonna go after high school kids selling weed high schoolers selling marijuana should be the last thing you have to get exactly it should be even if it's illegal cured all the murder we've cured you know we've resolved like who committed all the murders Uh we've put everybody in jail we've cleaned up the streets we're down to zero crime okay how about high school kids who sell weed all right We'll, we'll, Fine, we'll go yeah. after that. Get all we'll the have, drugs first. <laughs> yeah. We'll have utopia. <laughs> yeah. look, at, look at Ari. I look like I'm the guy in the front. You're so uncomfortable. I'm putting up a picture that's kind of drawn in the same way as the, the, the instructions that are in planes telling you where the exits are, but it's a guy very uncomfortable with the seat. In Getting front of him. his seats, his knees smashed. You should just jerk off into people's hair. <laughs> it seems perfect. Just put it it's in right there a little there. bit. <laughs> 
<laughs> that would be very, very rude. That would be a violation. Of it is fucking space. rude, though, how they shove so many goddamn seats onto a plane. I know. It's like it's ridiculous. you're cattle now. Yeah, I mean, it's so it's such not a seat. What it's really funny is they tempt you at the airport. At the airport, you get to sit in those seats waiting to get on the plane, and those are Those great. aren't bad. Yeah. Those are great. And you're like, hey, hey, hey. Okay, obviously you know what size seats should be, okay? Because yeah. you got them everywhere, you fuck. <laughs> yeah. You're teasing you're me. You're aware. It's not you like you have them. no idea of what the size should yeah. be. Yeah, you got them all over yeah. this fucking gate. <laughs> They're everywhere. And then I get on. You're like, oh, we forgot. We forgot. We forgot what size it is. We're going to make them half that size, right? Uh-huh. That's okay. No, it's not okay, asshole. Yeah. Callan and I were sitting next to each other, and I'm not a big guy, man. But I'm touching the airplane on my left side and touching him yeah. on my right side. Can't we do three rows of two instead of two rows of three? That's exactly what it should be. Yeah. Just make it tighter to get it around. But it, it should be rows of two, and it should be more space in between the rows. Yeah. You know, and... It, I'm, I mean, I guess you have to pay a little bit more for that, and people don't want to do that, but man, I just feel like the way they're doing it now, is just, it's so cattle-like. Sucky. It should be beds, like bunk bed style. It should be people on top of people, so that, like you're kind of laying down hmm. in like a bunk you bed. You shouldn't, that wouldn't be bad. Old people couldn't No, like it. on trains. No, like old, old trains. people be on the bottom. Some old people you know? can barely stand or, up, man. Then the old people have the seats. Yeah. You can't crawl out and Just have a bunch of beds down. in the back. Yeah, Seats people would start front. fucking too. That's another problem. Oh, yeah. oh, that's what it is. Yeah. That's not a problem. That's, not a problem. that's living your life. There's be a lot of fucking your sky cabin. Yeah, you say that, Ari, because you're what's called a pervert. You're what's called a, a young delinquent running around out there with no responsibility trying to fuck on airplanes, okay? But that's not good for I've society. I've never fucked on an airplane. Have you Look, fucked on an airplane? In these trying times, I've jerked off on airplanes. I've jerked off. Yeah. Yeah. Has anyone these not jerked off on an airplane? <laughs> if you are, how dare you? Have you only you been need on to one airplane? more chances in your life. <laughs> yeah um i i just think that uh you can't give people too many opportunities to fuck they would just never get any work done yeah we'd never have ipads if it would people be would just fuck could whenever they right wanted to fucking yeah it would suck man Come what if on. they they talked really loud the oh yeah baby put it in my shitter like hey <laughs> i'm trying to read <laughs> Yeah, you I've whore. A really you good fucking whore book bitch. here like on this? my ipad <laughs> i'm getting you guys are gonna make me jerk off okay i'm gonna jerk off Mind your own business, man. They fuck their heads Don't jerk off on me, bro. <laughs> Take a Listen, picture. man, my loads don't shoot that far. I'm aiming towards you. It won't reach you. Take Trust me. You're getting a Wi-Fi. Can you imagine you just jerking off straight at the Ew. guy? But he's like <laughs> three feet away. You're like, don't worry, dude. I'll never hit. And then just by some crazy streak, you wind to hit the longest jizz shot ever. It's almost like, you know, like you manifested it with the secret. <laughs> My friend Josh made this bet him. with us that if he laid on a table, he could jerk off and hit the ceiling, lower ceiling than this. He's like, I'll bet you all right now. And we're like, literally, none of us want to watch you yeah. do that. What the fuck? Wow, that's I a guy who's just hoping. Oh, guys, this isn't going to work. Come on, suck my cock. Who wants in? Yeah. That is it. He just wanted a bunch of guys to watch him jerk off. Oh, <laughs> Think yeah. of that. It was high school. Of course, that guy's queer as fuck. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> he yeah. would have just like come to him and just dripped out like, oh, on the I, side. Cut to, what that was. cut to that guy right now. is They're, they're roasting him like a pig <laughs> over a hole. One guy's got one in his ass. One guy's got one in his dick. And they got him hogtied. They're just spinning him. <laughs> like spinning him butt and mouth. And he's like, this is so much better than high school. Wouldn't even watch me jerk off there. Yeah. That guy's gay as fuck. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. He's on a rotisserie right now, spinning around cocks. <laughs> well, people jizz on the sides and glaze them up. <laughs> Can you imagine? 
Yeah. You ever think back to scenarios that were gay before you knew what gay was, <laughs> or were aware that it was actually could be around? I was around. I, was, I knew what gay was really young. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. When I went, I moved to San Francisco. Oh. My family did when I was seven. My. And our next door neighbors were gay, and my aunt used to go next door and smoke weed with them and get naked with them. What? Yeah, because they were gay. That's they didn't. So they didn't cool. want to have nothing to do with her. So she would take off. They would all take off all their clothes. They would get high together and they would all play bongos. And I was like seven, you know. And I, I remember it like they were like really friendly. They they weren't creepy at all. They were very nice. They were very really? nice neighbors. Yeah, they were very nice people. That's cool. And so my earliest uh, my earliest encounters with gay people was very positive. It was like our neighbors were gay, really nice guys. Once the whole neighborhood was gay. You're like, oh yeah, no, no, nobody's a big deal. Yeah. San Francisco was really fucking gay in the 70s. It's interesting how there's like Asian. places that... Be- well, I was Asian back then, too. There was always a lot of Asians. It was, um, it's interesting how places back then... Like, like there's like places that are just decidedly gay. Like yeah. This is the gay area. Like Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. Like here's the gay area. This is Santa Monica, Monica Boulevard. Boulevard. This West is West Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah. This is the gay area. My friend called it Mecca. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. For gay dudes. Mecca. Awesome. Yeah. Gay dudes, man. I'm telling you, besides the persecution and the fact that people don't want them to get married, they have the fucking life. Dude. You know? If they really enjoy being gay. I'll take a walk with you one day down near my no, place. No, no, you won't. I'll be in my car, <laughs> windows rolled up, sunglasses on. You walk by these places. No one will recognize. Raccoon no one hat on. <laughs> they, the Daniel Boone hat on. Okay. <laughs> fake mustache. China. They all sit there. And they're like, play, and they get wings during the day and stuff, and mm. eat and drink and talk, yeah. and they're all just smiling and yeah. happy. Great. And it's like, you're all just around pussy all day long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're just in a good mood. Yeah. And they have good jobs. They don't wait. Everyone pays their own way. And women will look. Some women get just turned happy. on. Some women get turned on by guys that are fucked up and perverted and aggressive, and they get turned on by you know by. Just, just, just manly shit, like manly, yeah. violent sort of behavior. Some dudes do too. But some women don't. And they'll, the one, one thing is the women will never totally understand it because they're not a woman. Just like a man's never going to totally understand what it's like to be pregnant. Never be able to wrap your head around wanting a baby to grow mm-hmm. inside you or wanting a dick in your mouth or in your pussy. There's, you're, you're, you're not going to be able to wrap your head around that. You're not a woman. And I think... The, what gay guys have going for them is they're fucking men. They understand what it's, a, what it's like to be a man. There's no confusion. They're turned on by men, and they are men. So it's like everybody knows what the fuck is up, whereas it's not like this charade that you have to play when you you're trying to, to like, get a girl to like you. You ever have to ask for like a BJ or something and hint <laughs> at it? If that was a man there, he'd be like, oh, you're drunk. Let me blow you and get you to bed. Yeah. Yeah, well, unless he was a greedy bitch. Didn't want to blow you. Yeah. Just wanted you to blow him all the time. Apparently, this, that, that happens in a lot of gay relationships. Yeah. This is weird, like, master-slave sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, this is right like here, too. too. It's mostly not butt-fucking. Yeah, that's what you hear. almost all oral on hand jobs. Hand jobs? How dare you? How horny are you? <laughs> How dare they? Hand jobs also means inserting <clears throat> stuff into your asshole as they fucking oh, jerk you well, off. Oh, well, now you're talking a party. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's like oh, one yeah, of those I mentioned it's a party. freeze-dried foods once you <laughs> add the hot water. Woo! <laughs> it all pops out. Yeah, let the party Beautiful, begin. Beautiful, like the fucking uh, Peter Pan. <laughs> what was it where you had water to it? What movie was that? It was some fantastical movie. It's, it's interesting that people yeah. have a problem with like, gay people. It's interesting that people, I think they worry about gay people being pedophiles. There's a big difference between being a pedophile and being gay. 
And there's a lot of gay people that want to have nothing to do with young guys. In fact, like one also, of Brian Cowan's a, friends yeah. was a gay guy, and he was attracted to guys like John McCain's age. Oh, yeah. He was attracted older. to like older businessmen. My friend Rachel's into girls that are older. She was like, yeah, I'm dating this 52-year-old now. I was like, ew, Rachel? 52? Ew! Whoa. But then I realized the 52-year-old is just getting a younger chick. Yeah. yeah. Maybe she likes it because like she, she takes care of her or something. Oh, she I was like, money. is it all saggy and shit? She goes, Ari, shut up. I'm like, is it? It is. Yeah, it's just wrinkly gray skin. She yeah. just slaps it on her face like a Ugh. dead octopus. Slop. <laughs> but either side of her <laughs> vagina over your lips, just, over your ears. All she does is in. stick her tongue out unenthusiastically, and the big lesbian just grinds her clit on her tongue. Just keep your, keep your tongue out. <laughs> <laughs> that face hugger pussy just rubs up and down her tongue. She doesn't really lick the pussy as much as she just sits there with her tongue out. And and, and this look on her face. He's like this. This big fucking giant floppy face hugger pussy. Oh, fucking right there. Oh, fucking right there, you bitch. Oh, keep your tongue out. Keep your tongue out. I'm getting thirsty. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. I'm getting thirsty. Imagine someone's complaining. Like, you don't know. When you complain about getting thirsty, she starts from scratch, you fucking selfish cunt. Just keep your tongue out there and shut the fuck up. Do you want to do do drive a Range Rover? You do, okay? Well, this woman's going to get you a Range Rover. But you got to keep your tongue out. Get it's a good deal. Tongue out. It's, it's a, a good small deal. price to pay for a Range Rover. It yeah. works off road. Range Rover, you fucking bitch. <laughs> Give you a fucking Range Rover. <laughs> the aggressive female gay type. Yeah, it's what do the people with angry type. about gays? What is that exactly? They're fools. They're no, gay. no. But where, what is it? They're, they're confused. Not just fools. I don't think it's that. I think they're scared. They're scared of uh, that somehow or another that the gay person somehow or another is going to get a hold of them and, and, and turn them into a gay person or something. <laughs> Dudes are so scared of being gay that yeah. they will not let a woman yeah. touch their asshole or do anything with it because gay people have used that in an act somewhere. They will not allow a woman to, to make it. Yeah. Like they can't even appreciate their own body in any way. Yeah. We're, we're, we're suppressed. We're all fucked yeah. up, man. I can't. I can't fucking do that shit. You can't. If some girl's like, I'm going to step on a dildo and fuck you. I'm like, I know that's oh, not gay no, in no, any no, way. No, 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 you no. Have that butt doesn't problems. sound like fun yeah. at all. That does not sound like fun. A girl putting on a strap on and fucking you. Like, who are you and what are you trying to do? Because, okay, you don't even feel that strap on, you crazy yeah. bitch. It's not like it's a part of your body. Patrice like, used to like fucking uh, hookers with dildos. Okay. Like pushing it into them. I him. don't get that. I really don't get that. Same sort of thing. Me neither. But everybody's got their own thing. Everybody's got know? their own thing. There's nothing wrong with it as long as yeah. you make an agreement with said hooker. You know, you guys. Hey, listen. Right before I come, I got to stick my knee, my finger in my ear. Yeah, you wrap it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's uh, you know, sex is such a weird thing because it's all yeah. just about what feels good to your body. That's what, what yeah. it's about. It's about people doing things to each other's body that make them feel good. But there yeah. t- there's so many negative connotations. First of all, the diseases. That's a big yeah. one. I read that, like, gonorrhea, that there were something like 300,000 cases of gonorrhea in America in 2010. In America? Yes. Yes. 300, I'll, I'll look it up right now, it's because I, I think, yeah, 300,000 cases of gonorrhea. It's one out of like 1,300 people. 
Yes. I know 1,300 people. Oh, of course I know some of those gonorrhea, yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. That seems about normal. Yeah, that's, that's, that's totally I mean, right. I, I would no, be no, more shocked just with... just got it. Just got it. I'd yeah. be more shocked with crabs. Like, like I yeah, never hear crabs. crabs anymore? I've never even heard of yeah. crabs. Yeah. Did they it's, kill them all? According to August 9, 9 uh, 2012, there were approximately 300 reported cases of gonorrhea Three, each year. 100? 300,000. 300, In America 000. or across... Yeah. In America, I was right. Wow. Now, is gonorrhea one that comes back and that's cured, or is that the one you no, get forever? No, <laughs> yeah, you, you cure, cure it. it. You get a little shot of penicillin. That's the one they did in Boardwalk Empire, where they had to shoot this thing up your dick hole and pull it, strain mm. it all so, out. So let's stop and think about that. There's probably a lot of money in treating gonorrhea. Think about yeah. the amount of money. What if, what, what if we found out They'd that like, like the medicine responsible for treating gonorrhea was also responsible for commercials that shows chicks acting like whores? <laughs> 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 like you thought they were selling Nikes, but really they're selling pussy because it's partially sponsored by the gonorrhea medication. <laughs> they're just trying to get them going. Yeah. Like there's dudes that are gonorrhea mercenaries, and they go out there, they they give them gonorrhea, and then there's like the guys that are studs, they just can fuck a lot of bitches, and they create like a whole infest a whole town with gonorrhea just like so the they can sell Clerks the medication. Who's trying to sell people to stop smoking so they can chew gum, and they found out he's from the Chuli Gum Factory. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, that would be hilarious if they were doing that to spread disease. Yeah. Bring down girls. They make they make porn everywhere. They try to just make it have more gonorrhea. Well, you know, that's a weird thing about the strange groups of, like, the, like the branch-off groups of gay people. that uh, branch-off? You know, those weird branches. Oh, yeah. those, uh, what, what, is, what is the expression? Not branch-off, but uh, whatever. When, when, what I'm talking about is bug chasers. Oh, other people want AIDS. Yeah, dudes who go out and try to get HIV positive. They want guys to shoot lows in their ass and make them HIV positive. Wow. It's like, what? They're so tied in with, like, this yeah. is a gay disease. Grids. Yeah, that is a crazy request, though. That's my favorite. The idea thing. that you want to go and get AIDS, like wow. you're you're trying to go out and get HIV, like wh- what? That's but that just goes to show you that there's that many crazy people that their people are so fucking nuts. There's a certain amount of people that want to tattoo their face and Gosh. stretch out their lips yeah. and stretch out their ears. You know, they, they, there's a certain amount of people that want to fucking. You pierce their dicks. There's a certain amount of people that want AIDS. Like, I, I saw want, two, I want two, AIDS. I saw two two people with those giant, like those big round, like half dollar or full coin dollar size earrings in. They yeah, really push it out. Right. Guy and a girl. And the guy came up to me after Portland and said hi and stuff. And I was like, oh, are, are you guys together? <laughs> <laughs> Both with your crazy ears. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this restaurant that we were at in Montana, I had a dude who was working there has ears like that. It's Dude, like can your ears go back? Now. No, no, you have to get them stitched up. Oh. Uh. Yeah, that's no joke. Uh, that's pretty serious. You, you, I mean, literally, they have to go in and they have to pull your fucking meat together and pull, stitch like, it up. And they probably have to cut some of it off. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you would have to cut some of it off. You'd have to cut some of it off. Pika. Yeah, it's fucking gross, man. It's a weird thing that people want to do. Like, I, I saw this pretty girl the other day. She's really pretty. She came to the show, and afterwards, she had this giant ring in her nose, like a bull ring. I hate it. <clears throat> oh, massive one. Yeah. I was like, that. I, I mean... It's aesthetics. I'm it's not into it. into it. I'm not into it. So I can. But you like judge. a girl with tattoos, though, right? Yeah, I don't mind. Yeah, no, that's like pretty that. hot. That's hot. Yeah, especially if they're good. It's good work. Yeah, if it's good, clear, and it's got red and black, not just yeah. all black. It's like, ooh. Yeah, yeah, and it also shows she's just dirty. Yeah, she's just getting drilled on. She could take the pain. That's oh, a girl baby. who could take a serious fucking. You know, girls who like complain a lot about stuff. Yeah, who's got their phone on? 
20 fucks. That was one of the weirdest thing, man, is uh, this little thing called Vibrate. And I forgot about it. That's one of the weirdest things about being there was no cell phone, no email, no no nothing for, for five yeah, days. Yeah, that must have been cool. It was strange. You got a lot of energy, man. I wonder and how you think much. it's just from that, not the being outside. It's probably, yeah, the all air. The above. It's probably everything, all, yeah. But... All the above. All the above. I think it's walk around. I left I my phone it's... at home last night for four hours at this comedy store. And it was like, uh, but I did it on purpose. I was like, nah, let me leave it here to charge. Whoa. And I was like, That's I'll be okay at fucking 11 p.m. at night to, to whenever. <clears throat> and you're talking about like down the street from your house. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like nobody. Yeah. yeah. But you still got to concentrate on it. Yeah. We're eventually going to become a symbiotic machine. We're going to be part machine. You think so? Yeah. It's just going that way. Yeah, it would have to be. We're already connected to your phone. I mean, what difference does it make if, you, if they told you that we have a new phone that's more effective if you don't carry it? We insert it into your thigh and they figure Great. it away. Oh, by the way, Brian, we, uh, we're, we're going to be able to upload all the shows live on YouTube as well now. And we'll cool. be able to uh, stream them on YouTube. We've got a new thing going on. We're going to be able Are to stream? stream. No, no, no. We're going to do it at the same time. Oh. Sim- simultaneous. Sim- simultaneous. How about that? That's possible, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, two feeds, two video feeds. We've got to get some hardcore bandwidth. Okay. Uh, we're going to get, I guess, two computers or something. I don't know. That's kind of tricky. It. We'll think Let's about see if we can it. try it. Because otherwise, we, we can at least upload them. We can start uploading them to YouTube. Yeah, I, the problem I have with YouTube is that I've always tried to do the live streaming thing, mm-hmm. you know, and it never, it always never works right. Really? It crashes a lot. Hmm. Maybe we could try oh. it. We'll try it. Yeah. We'll see what's up. I don't know what my internet's like at the new place. We'll see. We won't see until uh, they're putting the bricks on the walls this week. I'm making it fancy, Not a folks. Brick in the wall. I'm making it like uh, Billy Joel's Italian restaurant. That's the theme. Bottle red, mm, bottle white. <laughs> Whatever kind of mood you're in tonight. Mm. Uh, yeah, I just thought that uh, they, they can get bricks. Uh, first of all, the reason there's two reasons for putting bricks in the wall. The number one reason is to Joey Diaz the room. What the fuck? I got a Joey Diaz proof this cocksucker. The, uh, the, there's a business next door, and I don't want Joey screaming through the walls. I don't think it would show up. But so I'm I'm taking significant steps to uh, deaden the, some of the sound in the room, and one of them is to put up a brick wall. You know what oh, the new cheaper? place? Yeah, it would be cheaper to just get a big bubble, one of those bubble boy bubbles for Joey Diaz, and just have him walk around like a hamster. <laughs> big giant yeah. plastic tent, like just going for it. Yeah, I, I'm. Uh, they take b- bricks that they like wreck a building, and oh, then yeah. they take bricks and they slice the veneer off the brick, and then they put that on a regular wall. So it adds like another wall layer, you know. Yeah. So I figure that would be. Uh, pretty good to uh, prevent some sound and then I'm also got these curtains that are going up that have like a sound deadening backing to them okay I'm putting those up as well yeah and uh, I'm just taking it's taking some time folks but it's because I'm doing it while I'm doing all these other things at the same time how long do you think if you had the guests here uh, over under this week is going to be the bricks will be done the desk is done so I have all the equipment in so not not that bad once the uh, once the bricks are up on the wall and uh, I got the wall painted before the end of the year yeah, I think so. I think in December. I think my goal is before we do the end of the world show with Honey Honey and uh, Diaz and Stanhope that we do uh, a podcast like the night before. That would be my goal is to open up the studio that week and do uh, do a podcast there the night before. But once That's we have cool. it, once we have it up and running, it's going to be uh, just. I just wanted to get a place that's going to be a place that. We can, I can kind of completely control the environment and make it like as cool inside as I can, you know, yeah. set it up as technologically perfect, technically perfect, like oh, yeah. a really nice big desk and 
and have it uh, fairly close to uh, this where I live. This place has really become fucking high tech. Yeah, well, no, just Freaky. the decor. I mean, it's really yeah. it's like a it's like a it's clubhouse. In, it's, this is inside Brian's brain. <laughs> yeah, this, this is. If you could open up his brain with a can opener, the Hitler zombie would pop right out. <clears throat> I had a crazy ass dream the other night, man. A weird alpha brain dream that what I was, was on. A, what do you got there, fella? Coke Zero. Your tail? Okay. This man's almost 40. Look at him. <laughs> Clutching a Coke Zero like he's in prison. Are you going trick-or-treating with the fam? Oh, yeah, bro. Yeah, That's a cool part of Halloween. That I would yeah. do. We did it. Um, we went trick-or-treating in Disneyland. Oh, wow. So people and come then, through your neighborhood uh, and do we it? We did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to um, we're gonna go walk the neighborhood, too. Yeah, and there's did, a, the, the community that I live in has like a little thing. Wednesday. They have like a little party. They have like a little live DJ and stuff. It's kind of fun. Wednesday, whoops, Wednesday's the day that I have to turn off all my lights and not answer my door. Why? Why is that? Because it's oh, annoying. You just turn off the porch light. It's so you annoying. Some candy? Like, no, candy's mine. I have like. You have to hide. Ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. Yeah. I'm flying to Calgary this year on Halloween. I get out of it. They're oh, like, really? they want to fly there the day before, but it's Halloween. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Wow. Let's do that. Yeah. You're working I where? What's, what's the club in Calgary? Yuck Yucks. Oh, powerful yuck yucks. Ladies and cool. gentlemen, head on out to see Ari motherfucking Shafir. You were with me in Calgary, right? This yeah. year? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I cool. bet you get a lot of people come from that show. That was only Those 20 minutes. This will be an hour. Yeah. Yeah. And I bet you have a lot of new shit anyway. You've been working mm-hmm. on a lot of shit, right? I'm just, starting to. <clears throat> that's one, one of the cool things about everybody uh, doing all these shows and putting out CDs like yours and Joey's is that, you know, we're, we're constantly putting in new material. Yeah. You know, it's fun. So, like, well, it gives I feel you a very, good reason to. Yeah, I feel very challenged, you know? Yeah. It feels fun. I haven't really felt like this since open mics. Yeah. The where, I don't know how it was in Boston, but in LA, it was the same people seeing you all the time. So mm-hmm. really, every week, you had to have something new, or yeah. you're an asshole, mm-hmm. you know? We're getting a lot of these people that are just like, you know, that are coming to a lot of the shows. Yeah, it's like at least a, every year. It's there's like, a crazy little Grateful Dead thing going on. It's weird. Fly, for, for me and Joey in Chicago, November 8th, by the way. How's it blues? People are flying in. People are making like oh, yeah. meetups and stuff. Of course they are. Can I, I love happening? that shit. Yeah, we're gonna have to figure stuff. out our own gathering the juggalos type situation. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're yeah. It's... Duncan wants to do it in the desert, man. I, I want to go out with Manson. Have guys. Lunch. I'm telling you, the Palm Springs area. <laughs> we'll get handed so many mushrooms. Let's if we go do to that. Joshua Tree, man. Let's fucking do it. I can't believe we did that. <laughs> Joe, would you ever do this? Uh, this the guy post apoc. I've talked about him before. He's like uh, post apocalyptic. Postapoc.com guy. Oh. What is uh, he? he? He's the one that sent me that package once where I thought it was a bomb or something, and it just ended up being a really cool pipe that he made. Okay. He, he's always sending me like cool things. Anyways, he goes to thrift stores and buys old uh, bottles of sodas. Here, let me get to the point. Oh, uh, sodas and and he drinks them. So this is like an eight, like a seventy-year-old bottle of grape soda. Dude, I did. I just here Coke original. He's like, it's flat as shit, right? Well, it's you're not. It's acidy and shit like that. Is that his artwork in the background? Yeah, I think so. That is a badass picture. The dude with the gas mask. Yeah, his website's really badass. Anyways, he. By the way, the new higher primate gas mask monkey shirt is available. And plus, pictures of uh, go to higher-primate.com. To but he drinks it and he says it cool. tastes like it, like you know copper okay. almost. And that okay, well let's let him talk. Okay. Instead of a rubber gasket, it's real cork. Well, have a little wow. cork, real corkwood disc inside the bottle cap. I thought that was botulism or fungus of some kind when I first opened it. But we're gonna have to end this video early. Um, 
We held this up to the light. We saw no floaties. Who was he talking about? No monsters or little squids or anything. Is he talking about himself? Him and we? his personality. Wow. Him and the camera guy. <laughs> He's like Roy Jones Smells Jr. Smells strongly like grape Dynatap. I mean, super strong grape flavor. This could be fermented to all hell, and I can <coughs> pour this down my throat, and you'll see it just burn right through my Death Squad shirt right here. I really... Are we it's watching really a guy just drinking soda? Yeah, but it's f- like from the 19, 1947. <laughs> All right. It tastes like grape-flavored, like nasty pond water. <laughs> it's, uh... Okay. Right. That really wasn't interesting. Yeah, I just thought it was weird. I mean, <laughs> would you gross. do that? Would you do that? I would no. never do that. I, just, yeah. I drank a bottle of Coke, Zero, Coke Original. Oh. I had these three of them saved from uh, when I was little, little. Really? Really? Yeah. What it taste like? Super flat. Hmm. Coke, super flat Coke, pretty much. Just Coke. He ends I up mean, puking. Slightly in the video. off, but not much. Yeah, of course. Does he really? Yeah, he's Throws a, up because of it. He's a silly bitch. You're not supposed <laughs> to drink that. Care. Why are you drinking care. that? Well, I don't understand why people would like think that it's interesting to drink something gross that's been around for a but long like, time. Probably if poisonous. it could last that long, like yeah. a wine, then sure, whatever. But if it can't last that long, then what are you doing? It's gone. Ba- it's gone rotten. That's a weird thing that people do with wines. You know, keep wines around for hundreds of years and drink them or scotch. I love it. That sounds like hoarding behavior. That's <laughs> <laughs> like there's only a few left. So don't get to wait. Yeah, that's what I do with weeds now. I'll have like a few different strains of weed, and I'll, if it would be good, I'll go through half of it right away, and then I'll be like, oh, I only have like half of it left. So when it gets like slower that I use it, and then I only go back to it every couple of months. You hoard it? I'm like the last of the Maui Wowie. Mm. Let's just slow it down a little. Why would you do that when you can just get more? I, I always sort of forget that I can go get more. I don't want it to be gone. <sighs> that's a problem with living in parts of the country that's not like California. Yeah. The world really would change if the rest of the country was like Colorado and California. Those are the two places where you can get weed anywhere. Did they not shut down dispensaries in Colorado? No. Only, no. only here. <clears throat> yeah, they, they shut them down a lot more here. I'm sure they have shut down some of them in Colorado. We're a lot more of like on the radar. They're, a lot of, they're on the radar in Colorado, man. There's but a it's lot like of people. People but, point to us here. But it's more accepted, and I think it's more accepted by the people in Colorado. Colorado than it is the people of LA. The people of LA, in this is a little bit of a, a battle. In Portland, it was just everywhere. Oh, yeah. Everyone's. Because they're all fucking nature boys, too, so they all grow shit. It's yeah. part of their garden. They're like, yeah, I'll have a they're, weed plant, too. Everyone smart. likes their own weed. It's, it's smart, smart places. In yeah. smart places, look, I'm not, pro, I'm not pro drugs, period, because some drugs are fucking terrible. I'm not pro pills. I'm not pro meth. I'm not pro that. But if you're not pro weed, you have to be a fucking idiot. If you, <laughs> if you really think that there's something wrong with it and it's bad for society, you got to be an idiot. Or you're ignorant. You don't understand what's really going on with it because what's really, what's yeah. really going on is not a bad thing. It's a, it's a humbling thing. Everybody could use a little bit of humbling. Sure, there's going to be some people that just sit around and smoke pot all day and don't get anything done. But that's a psychological problem. That's, they, they have issues. That, that issue could manifest itself that way, or it could manifest itself by them being perpetually late, or it could manif- they could fucking sabotage themselves. People have weird issues. So they could sabotage themselves with weed or with anything else they choose to do it with. That doesn't mean that it can't yeah. be used the right way. Yeah, what, do, do you think people are burnouts because of weed, or they're just burnouts and then they they're just losers go to weed? I think they're burnouts for weed. The weed helps it along too. Well, anything can help you along if you don't have any resolve. Yeah. If you don't have any fucking desire and if you smoke to the, accomplish if you smoke that life, shit weed, it's a little bit of that. Yeah, you smoke. That's that a lot of it. Got some good stuff. Smoke that chronic dog. Some people it just doesn't mix well. Also, yeah, there's that's that. true too. Yeah, there's some people where everything. Look, people get fucking sick if Kathy you give Tanaka them nuts. Could not get high. Yeah, I and heard I, about I've that. heard of that. Oh, I told you about it. Yeah, 
Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. I heard that works with DMT, too. There's certain Some people, people that just can't. DMT just doesn't work on them. Small percentage of people, but every now and then. I heard, I heard somebody went to a float lab, and she was like, no, nah, it wasn't really any hallucinating. It was just like... Yeah. A float lab? Not that's float, different. Like a floating tank or whatever. Yeah, that yeah. takes some time. The float tank is not... A, it's not like instant hallucinations. You got to really get comfortable with letting go and yeah. like you finding like the center of your thoughts. It's, it's, that's not easy. It's easy to distract yourself. So what, you, what would you try to do? You got to get strong mentally. You have to learn how to, how to meditate. When you get into a float tank, it's not as simple as you get in there and you start tripping because you get in there, you're still thinking, oh my God, I'm floating. Oh my God, this feels yeah. weird. Where's the side? It's right here. Oh, my balls itch. You start thinking a bunch of different things and you have to have control of your mind. It's not as simple as you get in the float tank, boom, you have hallucinations. You have to get in the float tank and you got to start that process on your own. You have to center yourself. You have to concentrate only on your breath, drop everything slowly but surely, remove all the layers of consciousness, all the layers of letting go until you get to the center and that's when you start having these crazy visionary experiences that's kind of like uh the same thing on mushrooms it's like when you're talking to your friends and laughing and stuff it's fine mm-hmm. you don't listen to it and then you just stop and like look up at the stars mm-hmm. and just don't talk or listen to anyone that's mm-hmm. when you start seeing shit yeah this guy uh just was telling me the other day about the same thing like he went and he was more of just like all right i'm just bored and you know i'm just laying here i this is really stupid. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, if you if you don't know how to use it, yeah. it's like anything else. You know, you, you have to so learn how to so relax. Of centering your thoughts and trying oh, to yeah. get rid it's, of all of them. You for the idea behind the sensory deprivation tank is that there's no input coming in, and when there's no input coming in, you could just sit there and go, "Oh, this sucks. I'm bored." Or you can just slowly let go of all your consciousness to the point where you you are just your mind untethered from culture, from any interactive experience with nature, with, with gravity, with seeing things or hearing things or touching things. You remove from all sensory input. And when you do that, you can have very clear and intense thoughts. And you can also have some pretty powerful hallucinations if you allow yourself... To, to manifest those ideas. But you have to learn how to let go to do that. You can't just get in there. It doesn't just happen right away. You know, you start thinking about your life. You start thinking about things that you can't avoid. You start thinking about things that have been bothering you. Wouldn't Maybe things you don't like about yourself. Oh, you, no, no, not necessarily. I mean, it depends on what's going on in your head. But for the most part, we just sort of accentuates experience. I've done a small version of this on planes recently mm-hmm. where I've, I've just taken some, you know, pot cookie or something. If it's going to be mm-hmm. a long flight and just say, you know, I'm not getting anything done here. But, it's not, but I'm not tired. It's when I've slept and it's like a like 2 p.m. flight or something. Mm-hmm. Then I just look out the window and I just stare out the window and I just let my mind just go the entire time. Yeah, that's, with that's the anything. only way I get uh, I really get blasted these days is on planes. Yeah, because when and the I scenery uh, enough from the outside can help you like just start a, a, like a synapse going a little mm-hmm. bit. And, sure. You know, uh, also, it's like the only time when I don't have any responsibilities. Yeah, like, I don't. Right, I don't have to take else. care of my kids. I don't have to be you know sober. Yeah. Well, there's no Wi-Fi in the yeah. plane. It's even better. It's like I can't do anything. Yeah, it's a great way to write too. Ten minutes. I'm about to bring yeah. this picture up. Well, I'll leave. I'll leave a notebook on my lap, and just like if I get a thought that I'm like, oh gosh, that could work. As a, then I quickly write it down. I type so much better than I write. Really? I'm, I hardly write anything anymore, and I could type pretty quick. I type really quick now, so I have to type. But I, I like it, man. I really love writing on planes. It's one of my favorite things. I write some of my best shit ever on planes. Yeah. Hi, yes. I really start flying later now, so I can do that. Yeah, because it is a good place to just get away from everything mm-hmm. and like get things done. Yeah, yeah. When you're sitting in that seat, you got nowhere to go, and you got that laptop open, you can get. I get slept to work. till noon. I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. crank. And then it's just like now, it's 
Yeah. Don't you? Do you feel now that you're, you're having all the success and things are going well? You feel like even more motivated? Like you're like fucking really hustling now and really putting in the work? Yeah. Doing more yeah. stuff. Yeah. Doing more. Isn't it funny? I'm ready to record my next thing. Well, like how like like motion begets more motion. Yeah. People are a force of habit. Yeah. I think that's what it is. And, and when if you people have that work out all the habits. time, it's yeah. just like that. That's your habit. And when yeah. you don't all the time, then that's your habit. Yeah, and that's one thing that people have kept telling me over and over again from this podcast. One of the things that they pulled from it is that it's changed the way they sort of address and approach things. Yeah. And people, you know, sometimes people just need to hear something. And that's like one of the things, reasons why I love that book, The War of Art. I probably understand mm-hmm. and have thought most of the things in that book on my own independently. I think a lot you of creative people are. can't piece it together. It's not that you can't piece it together. Sometimes you need to read it again. You need right. to see it again. You need to be reminded again. You need well, it's to clearer when it's written out or when you can actually see it. Or, or, or when it's spelled it out or when yeah. someone says, says it in a way that resonates with you know, how you, you feel about the world. And I think that's one way that we can all help each other in a way that no one of past generations was able to do. One of the different things about this sort of a medium, like a podcast medium. Quick contact with everyone yeah. in the world. Quick contact with everyone in the world. And you can express things in a way that you really couldn't do if you were sponsored by Paul Malov or fucking right, Toyota right, Trucks. Right, right. Or, you know, it's like you would have never gotten all these, this information out as clearly as we're doing it right now. Yeah, just saying it. Yeah. Strange Times, Ari Shafir, powerful Ari Shafir of the Skeptic Tank on iTunes, you dirty, dirty bitches. Check out Ari's podcast and buy his fucking CD. I had Mike Young last time. Oh, how dare you? It was so good. What happened? He just talks about how he's able to fucking, well, to fuck so much. And how he's always had that power. Well, he's a smooth talker. Dude, he's amazing. Smooth operator. Do, 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 do. Smooth operator. Yeah, yeah. Check out my website, arithegreat.com. Please. My dates are on say, there. Please check out please my check website. Please check out my website. I'll be say in Chicago and, and New I'll York. Love you back. And, and love me and I'll love you back. In yeah. Edmonton and and uh, you just got done doing a, a fucking return homecoming gig in the place where you started and you came oh, yeah, back as a conquering improv. hero. That felt good, dude. I bet it did. You know how it's like at any level, no matter where you are, there's certain shows that are just important to mm-hmm. you. Yeah. And it might not be because of money or anything. You wanted to let everybody know. That's where you started. Yeah. I had a bunch of friends from high school came out. It was kind of cool. My aunt came. That's you know? awesome. It was just like, and people were like, oh, it's like way different than last Dude, time. I was like, fucking, yeah, I wrote a new hour. You're fucking professional now. Yeah, it felt You're real yeah. professional. You're legit. Too legit to quit. <laughs> hey, hey. Okay, this weekend, you fucking freaks. San Francisco at the Knob Hill Masonic Center. That is November the 2nd. On Friday, and then Saturday night, the Moore Theater in Seattle, and that shit is sold out. Both nights will be Brian Redban and Greg motherfucking Fitzsimmons with me. So we're going to have some fun. San Francisco and Seattle, you dirty bitches. Tomorrow, the great Duncan Trussell will join us on the podcast. Boom. Holla at your boy. And we will also have a podcast on Wednesday. I'm not sure who's going to be. We're working on a couple different guests. Um, That's What? If you go to my website, if you're poor... Uh-huh. I'm giving away four free tracks of my CD. Ooh, look at that. Free it's a great CD. From Ari. Of course it is. That was why I was number one on iTunes. <laughs> Thank you Validation. all. You it. Thank you all very much. B- I really buy it again. It. Let's see if we can bring that shit back to number one again. I think Back we to can number one. It. I'm going I'm to go buy one as soon as I get off the phone. Right, I'm not on the phone. I'm the artist. fuck am I talking about? This podcast is brought to you by <laughs> Ting.com. Go to rogan.ting.com. 
and you will save $50 off of any Android device that they have. And they have regular cell phones, too, if you're one of those fucking weirdos who just wants to not be able to get on the internet on your phone. Like, I'm old school, you <laughs> fuckhead. Um, check out Ting, a very reasonable and excellent cell phone provider. They don't they don't cause con they cause contracts. They don't require contracts, and you? it's all spelled. I didn't make the thing, you son of a bitch. I you swear to God, I did not did. do that. Unless well, the FBI telling us our time is up. Maybe it's Ustream. It was did a Ting. That's us? the Ting. What the fuck was that? No, it's, we're still online. Oh, that's you. <laughs> oh, that's you. You. You, you, you son of a gun. I you guys fight for a while. Go to, we don't. I wasn't trying to fool either one of you, but I'm like, Fight that Ooh, easy. How dare you? That's really got a joke going. Go to onnit.com, O-N-N-I-T. Use the code name Rogan and save yourself 10% off any supplements. That includes hemp force, the delicious hemp protein powder mm. with maca. And raw cocoa. It's fucking delicious. With stevie, only one gram of sugar per, per serving. It's not, we don't even add that. It's just what's in the hemp and all the juicy good shit that we put in it. All right. That's the end of the podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. Thanks for all the positive tweets. Thanks for all the love. Thank you and, for everybody uh, who's come to my shows. I, thank you. Yeah. Thank it. you, anybody who comes to all of our shows. We, we appreciate the fuck out of you guys. Yeah. Death Squad, Ohio. Death Squad rolls on, bitches. Oh, Death Squad, Ohio is November 11th. is sold out, right? Uh, no, it's 8th, 9th, and 10th, and one, only the 8, 8 o'clock Columbus show is sold out. Okay, the other so two? which one, what day so, is sold out? Uh, Columbus for show, I believe, is the one. And what date is that, though? You I think that's 8th, 9th, the 10th. 10th. The 10th, okay. So the 8th right, and 9th folks. is still open. So 8th yeah. and 9th is still And go to DeskWad.tv, and you can also pick up some super sexy kitty cat t-shirts. Yeah, it's uh, two Columbus shows, one Dayton, one Cincinnati. And by the way, Tom Segura is going. And yeah. if you haven't seen Tom, he he's is amazing. fucking on fire right now, too. He's one of the best in the country. He really is. He's awesome. Um, and uh, Tony Hinchcliffe as well? Tony Hinchcliffe is going to be on a couple, and so is Doug Benson. An excellent show, ladies uh, and gentlemen. An excellent show. And also, if you go to DeskWad.tv, you can pick up some of Brian's funky, psychedelic kitty cats. And no, that's not a Wendy sign. The fuck are you talking about? I they know changed their saying. logo the other day. Yeah, good. They better. <laughs> Dirty bitches. Step. Powerful White Castles in the house as well. <laughs> shout out! Oh, yeah, well, shout out to White shout Castle. Shout out to White Castle. <laughs> Give it up for black people in general. I have given up on the Olive Garden. They do not want me to support them, but White Castle has been supporting me by yeah. giving me t-shirts. Uh, I think uh, I think that believe it or not, the Olive Garden is too white for Brian Redman. Yeah. they're too white. White they Castle is cool us. though. We'll be back tomorrow, we ladies and gentlemen. Family, but it's over with the Olive Garden. We love the fucking shit out of you people. We'll see you soon. We're not going anywhere. We're gonna. We're gonna roll on. <laughs> We're taking it to the next level. I don't even know. Like it's the best that. ending I've ever. Heard. I fucking <laughs> love you, bitches. <laughs>